Welcome to the Weekend Live Show. 508 is where I'm from. We run down the biggest stories of the week with you every Saturday night. Let us know in the comments right now where you repping. Patchy Junction, Taunton, Worcester, Long Island, Mantra, Greenwood, Florida, Webster, Malden, Framingham, Tucson, Eureka, Salem, Gloucester, Moosup, Connecticut, Charleston, South Carolina, Oslindale, Moosup, Connecticut, London, Arizona, Lynn, Mapleville, Quincy, Food Sands, leave your clothes, buddy, and paint them with your buddy as Guyver. Have you ever heard a term like yeah? A fan? Is where I'm from. Five away. Hey, what's up? Is where I'm from. What the hell was that? Oh, it's fucking Giannetti. You a friggin' idiot. Stop telling people that I'm mentally deranged and stupid. It's homosexuals that love them. Nobody wants to see your dick pics, dude. Oh. Can't show it. It's a Giannetti dick pic. NFL on the house. Plug that. Let's get this party started. The homosexuals, they love them. They love them. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How's everyone doing out there? Welcome to the live show. They call me uh, Uncle Turtle Boy around these parts, but you can call me Aiden or Clarence or I actually prefer Dr. Turtle Boy if you call me that uh, because if Jill Biden's a doctor, then, you know, we're all doctors, are we not? And you can follow me on Twitter. That's my Twitter handle at Dr. Turtle Boy. That's D O C T O R Turtle Boy. You can also follow me on Facebook. My account, my personal account is Clarence Woods Emerson. You can just follow that. You don't need to friend request it. You'll see all the posts. A lot of good stuff goes on there. On our regular YouTube page, I'm on a regular tur- Facebook page just called Turtle Boy. You can like that one, follow that, whatever. Instagram, we are at Turtle Boy underscore daily underscore news. Turn my mic up. Mike is on, it's on full blast. I can't, we're already doing this. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the mic is on full blast. It should be on full blast. At least hopefully you guys can hear it. Okay. But yeah, we're on everything. Yeah. We, we just passed 40,000 followers on Twitter this week. Never thought I'd get that guy. I mean, I was banned from that platform for years. Now I'm like 40,000 strong. That's what happens when they don't kick us off. We grow. That's what happens. So it, I, now that Elon owns the company, we might stick around. Maybe we'll get to a hundred. We'll see what happens. Okay, you can hear. There we go. Excellent. Glad to hear. It's very low. Is everyone is everyone saying this? Is hold on. Let me check my mic. Hold on. Audio testing. One. You guys can't hear that. I mean, it's pretty. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty good. But okay, you can't hear it. Speak up a bit. Why is like what's with the speak up a bit shit? Just relax. It's fine. You can fuck all shit up. Anyway, so you guys can hear me fine. The set, the mic's on full blast. It doesn't get any louder than that. You're just going to have to deal with it, okay? Anyway, um, so we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of stuff tonight. But before we get started on that, uh, just remember, guys, we're also on TikTok. I'm back on, I think I did one or two TikToks. You can follow me. I think you just search Turtle Boy on there. Dr. Turtle Boy, I'll come up. You'll be good. Um, and most importantly, make sure you smash that subscribe button. Because we do this every Tuesday and Thursday night at 9 p.m., especially with no like playoffs or anything like that. It's pretty much always going to be Tuesday, uh, Tuesday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. On Thursday nights at 9.30, we do another stream, but you got to join Turtle Club to listen to that stream. You can join it right on the website. It's $15 a month. You get access to the Thursday stream, and you get ad-free on the website, and you get a free T-shirt 
of your choice. Uh, so yeah, so you can join Turtle Club, and you know, uh, Turtle Club's been dope lately, man. We get over a hundred people every stream now. I, I don't know how many people total are in Turtle Club. You can always listen to it the next day; it's fine. But uh, yeah, you can, you know, uh, it, it, the most important part about Turtle Club is you're making it so that we don't have to rely on advertisers anymore because when you have advertisers they become the customer when it really should be you guys who are the customers and that way we serve you we give you the content you want not the content that makes advertisers happy and causes less controversy i have no interest in that i want to be controversial i want to talk about the things that nobody else wants us to talk about yeah it's a, a turtle rider made me this shirt you like it? it just says hardo i guess it's a little bit light Maybe it's just the, the green screen's doing it. It's like it's pretty like pink or orange on my end. I don't know. It's just hard out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's a good one. I'll wear that one. Yeah, that is Colin. That's Colin Albert on the shirt. So we'll see. We'll see. Is Amari? No, Amiri Khan. Uh, we'll see. I don't have his number. He's not calling me back. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I'm glad you joined. Welcome aboard Turtle Club. We go over a lot of cool stuff. On Brett says he knows every member of the Turtle Club. Well, congratulations. First of all, you don't because you can't see stuff on the back end that we can see. He thinks that if he clicks on the chat and he sees all the people in it, it's not. that's not what it is a list of, my dude. So anyway, uh, poor Brett. Just leave leave Bert alone. He's going through a tough time. I mean, it's he's got to be having withdrawals, seeing this massive success that the platform is having and being like, I gave all that up. I was the co-host of his show, and I gave that all up for what? Amanda? <laughs> I'm fat bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. 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 So, yeah, poor give. And this is my favorite comment. This is the comment that's going to hurt him the most. Exactly. It's just like, who's because half of you, like, he's he used to be a co host I had on the show. He was like this guy on Social Security who I was kind of like helping him turn his life around. And he was funny. Like, he had some funny quips here and there. And not everyone liked him, but I liked him. And uh, eventually he's like, look, can I start my own? He's like this 50 something year old man in Maine who doesn't, I don't like, he claims that I turned his life around because writing about shit bags and coming on the show made him want to be a better person. He said that one time, I think it was all made up, but either way uh, he, you know, some people liked him on turtle, Boy. he's like, can I start my own like uh, after hours show, like after party, we'll, we'll discuss the show. I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't see the harm in it. And then he starts this, this channel and basically he brings this uh fat bitch like really fat like i'm not like being mean like like 700 pounds like her name is amanda yoko ono and she basically told him like brett you don't need turtle boy anymore you're too big for turtle boy and so then he then he left then he left so oh yes we got his number oh thank you yes i do want his number thank you not brett somebody else uh so basically this guy is kind of like another brett that we're gonna get to tonight but anyway, yeah, he, he cried because Tony, <laughs> Terry, Tony. <laughs> ah. Oh, poor Bert. It's his birthday week. Give him a break. I mean, seriously, though. I mean, I like he, what an idiot. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like quitting. It's like Walter White in Breaking Bad when he left Gray Matter to, you know, sold his whatever, like right before it blew up. It's like the same shit. Like, oh, yeah, well, at least you got crusty panties. So. So that's good. So anyway, enough about Bert. So that's who Bert is. Um, 
so yeah, if you guys uh, like the program, again, hit that hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit the notification bells because we do a lot of impromptu lives too. You never know when we're going to go live, especially in the next coming weeks because uh, court in datum is coming up on July 25th. So we, and I, I, can, I should make a Facebook group for this, uh, an event. July 25th at 12.15 on the steps of Norfolk Superior Courthouse in Dedham. We will be holding a protest uh, on that day. I encourage everyone to show up. I'll have my megaphones. We will be streaming it. Uh, it will be, we're going to make some noise. Like we're going to, they're going to have to get there real early if they don't want to run it. Uh, so we're going to be on the stair. We are going to be protesting and we have a lot to protest. We're going to see if Bev Canoni inserts her. She's no longer supposed to be the presiding judge on the Karen Reed case. So if she shows up, uh, then we know she's a super cunt, don't we? Then we know that this woman is just completely corrupt and only, it has to be her because she's like, I can't hand this off to another judge because I can't count on them like being corrupt and I can't count on them doing what we want them to do, uh, you know, and not looking at certain things and making sure Adam Lally gets his way every time. Like, so he can't afford that. So if he shows up there, you know, if he shows up, if she shows up there, then we know that the, that she's in on it too. If she inserts herself into this, so bring or uh, anybody. Are you guys planning on coming to that July again? I know it's a work day, but if you're not, if you can get the day off, July twenty fifth, uh, we're gonna be streaming it. Uh, I, I I go into court around I don't know, probably go in there like half an hour early, so we'll have a good hour and so protesting. I can't guarantee that you'll get into the courtroom because. It is, but you're, you're invited to, but I just want a sea of people out there, man. I want to create a scene because they are trying to gag the defense, which is a first amendment violation. In my opinion, uh, there's no reason to gag the defense. None other than the fact that they're too effective in changing public opinion on this because they, they think this is going away. <laughs> they think they can just shut us all up. It's too late, dude. Datelines on this shit. Like Dateline is there every fucking time they do this. I mean, Court TV has been doing it for a while, but they're kind of like a YouTube thing. Uh, obviously, our involvement has accelerated this, but NBC is there. Like national outlets are there. I'm getting emails every day from bigger and bigger outlets. I, I have a reporter coming to my house on Monday. And we're at noon, we're doing a noontime interview at the kitchen table. So she's coming here from Boston Magazine. She's doing a big story on this. And uh, that's going to be coming out. It's like, this is going to get so much worse for them. Like, they think it's bad now. Wait till it's on Dateline. Wait till it's on Netflix. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's coming too. I don't know if I, <laughs> I might have mentioned this on Turtle Club the other night. I've gotten multiple offers. Multiple offers for Netflix documentaries on this. I get like, I'm going to get to pick which, I mean, we're talking people who have won Emmys are contacting me. So like, if they think it's bad now, give it a couple months. <laughs> like it's going to get, and you're going, and they deserve it. Like they deserve it. They are the, they are just fucking villains, these people. And they're going to be humiliated and shamed as they should be. And the gag order against Alan Jackson ain't going to do anything except make you look a million times worse than you already did. Okay. Um, didn't Kirk get burned by Boston magazine? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, we're not going to get burned. So it's like, um, 
but yeah so like the net like i'm telling it's like so i i thought about hiding it but I'm, what i'm gonna do is i'm just because like people will contact them harass them. i'm just not gonna say who the producers are but i've been contacted by multiple production companies from Los, all from Hollywood, all from Los Angeles, all check out. They've done some major documentaries on Netflix uh, that you've pro- a lot of you have probably watched before. I'm not going to say who it is uh, because I don't want them. I, I, I like to keep some of this a secret. I haven't made my choice yet, but I'm in the position now where uh, you, yours truly is going to be like featured in it, like heavily. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Anyway, so let's go. But before we get into that, uh, just a reminder, if you guys like the program and you want to donate to it and help out, you can't on here on YouTube because they took away our super chats because we had the wrong opinion about President Dementia's uh, climax mandates uh, for the vaccine not too long ago. So you can't do super chat, but we're in luck because we built our own platform two years ago. It's called Turtle Chat. If you click at the link at the top of this stream, that brings you to something called turtle chat you can uh donate whatever amount of money you want and you can throw out a message i will receive that message in my email and read it out loud to the class you can also send uh via cash app if you like to do that at dollar sign uncle turtle boy i will get the notification on my phone i've already gotten two donos uh read off here we got one cash app the cash app says came earlier today it was from tom d says uh sends ten dollars says hey eden awesome job on both videos don't thank me. Thank uh, our good friend, Laura, because she kills it on, on the YouTube. So I appreciate that. But those are great content, the way she puts those together. Love it with the cuts and all that stuff. Uh, also on uh, the Turtle Chat, we got one donation here from Jeff. Sends $100. Thank you, Jeff. And he goes, been away for a minute with the donos. Here's a hundo. Keep going, my friend. Jeff from Fall River Raw. Oh, Jeff's great. We love Jeff Leary over at Fall River Raw. Okay, so um, if you guys are also, we got people on Rumble. We got 265 people on Rumble. That's nice to see. Uh, So Rumble, guys, if you're unfamiliar, is basically a free speech version of YouTube. Uh, Eventually, I'd like to go full-time on Rumble. We just got to get more subscribers over there because Rumble does not censor at all. We've never had anything removed from Rumble. Rumble, we get shit removed from YouTube all the time. Uh, So you can go over there. I will, you know, give preference to the comments on Rumble when I read those. Uh, and yeah, see Phantom says, I love this show. Oh, great. Awesome. Glad to hear. Okay, cool. All right. So, um, and if you haven't, you know, made a rumble account, just go make one subscribe. Yeah. Rumble does have an app, so it should be good. Our app will be coming out any day now too. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we just have a couple things that we need to integrate as far as the ads go on there. So just stay tuned. Um, but it's pretty much done. The app looks great. So all right, cool. So let's just jump right into this. So uh, before we get to the Canton stuff, uh, I, I want to talk about this other douchebag here. Kentucky Pride Chicken, we're going to call him. So this dude, okay, is up my ass. Like what? I have never seen a bigger. I thought Brett was a loser and like a fuck. Like this guy is basically a, a more successful grifting version of Brett Killer in. Uh, I, I, he goes by Amiri King. But that's not his real name. His name's Tony. We're just going to call him Tony. Actually, I like Kentucky Pride Chicken. So Tony here, basically, uh, I've seen him on social media over the years. He used to have like a blue check mark. And he would always be like in the comments and stuff with, uh, you know, 
inserting like he would seem to be like a Trump supporter. I, I don't know when I saw him, but his big thing was like, I'm a, I'm an ex-con who I support the blue. That's his thing. Uh, you know, all y'all black lives matter stuff. Why don't you just start? Why don't you just start obeying the law instead? How about that? Huh? Maybe you wouldn't get beat down by the police. If you just obey the fucking law, stupid. Huh? And I got credibility cause I'm an ex con and I got tattoos and shit. Cause I went to jail for armed robbery. <laughs> same as Brett, same as Bert. They got the same story. Cause I went to jail for armed robbery and I learned, I done learned my lesson and I was on the streets when I was 11. Son, I was raised by them streets, boy. And even I know, even I have respect for the police. That's his whole shtick. Okay. It's like, I, you know, I have more credibility as because I'm an ex-con and I still support the police and it's just a grift. He makes money off of this as we're going to see. So I, you know, I, I didn't know what he was, if he was a comedian or something, but I used to see him all the time over on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. So here, let's just go through his whole thing first. So this is, there he is. His name is Tony Donovan Shork. He's from a town called Nicholasville, Kentucky, right outside of Lexington. <laughs> and this, this is his whole story. This is the ex-con story. Let me play this. Time for police around the nation. Now, one central Kentucky department is getting support from a surprising place. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Sentner introduces us to a man giving back after turning his life around. The story is new at five. You know what's funny? I'm an ex-con. <laughs> I've been arrested <laughs> literally you? like millions of times. I stuck up a young man behind a cafe in Louisville, Kentucky for $10. And I was facing 20 years and had $150,000 full cash bond for $10. Not one of my better mistakes. Oh, yeah. A mistake led Amory King to an adult trial at 16 years old and then three years in prison. I slept a lot. I figured the more I slept, the less time I had to do. He was eager to get out, but says he was essentially homeless. I know where to go, and I, I went to my mom's house. I was sitting on her couch, and I told her I wanted to make movies. He started shooting video, and one day something he'd done went viral, gaining millions of views on YouTube alone. If the cops says put your leg in, put your leg out, put your leg in, and shake it all about, well, I'll be doing the hokey pokey then, won't I? One of the things that was trending was all this anti-police sentiment, and I wasn't going to sit <laughs> oh, around Jesus. and let, just like I wouldn't let a child on a bus with disabilities get uh, bullied. So I stepped in. He now walks into the local police department oh, as God. a friend to law enforcement, even dropping off gifts. You chose the police department because you thought that was the place to bring it. Well, they said the local PD. Otherwise, I'd I mean, who goes into the fucking police department and like gives them gifts and shit and films himself doing it? It's like, dude, how, how are the cops this fucking stupid to fall for this shit too? Like, are they that desperate to be liked? that <laughs> They're like, oh, this guy, this guy will put us on YouTube and we'll be cool then. All right. Good stuff. This reformed wild youngsters and doing what we did. You know, yeah. we respected police. It's something the Nicholasville Police Department says has been nice to see. I think in today's day and time, if we had more of that, I think things will be better because let's be honest, as officers, we don't come to work every day and go, oh, I'm just going to go arrest somebody today. I, I, at the end of the day, we don't want to do that. And unfortunately, when we have to do our job, people often blame us for that. In Nicholasville, Caitlin Setner, WKYT. Tell him the congratulations. Yeah, okay. And yeah, you know, he does a lot of these things about like white, white privilege. It's just generic bullshit. And mostly he just, when you go on his thing, he just sells CBD products. 
<laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, I don't know if it's like pyramid skit. A lot of people complain they never get it. I don't know. So I guess this is how he makes a living. And I go, no one wants your pyramid screen crap. All right. Uh, oh, absolutely life-changing. You have my personal guarantee. If you try it and don't like it, I'll buy it back. Okay, sure you will. Anyway, he claims he's reformed, but as we can see here, just two years ago, he got arrested in Jessamine County for violation of uh, protection order, it appears. <laughs> nice fucking mugshot, dude. Nice. He's got, okay, I was a little confused. I saw a picture of him with five girls. And I'm like, okay, so he's got five daughters. Uh, no, he does have five daughters. But one of them is his girlfriend. <laughs> one of them turns out his girlfriend. And she's 22. He's 44, I think, or 43. Uh, which uh, some people are like, that's not creepy. She's an adult. It's like, of course that's fucking creepy. Like, you, Imagine you had a 22-year-old girlfriend got knocked up by this weird 43-year-old man who already has like a, a small stable of children of his own. Come on, that's wicked. That's like the that we always say the word grooming. Then what the fuck is that? That's like the like you the whole grooming thing. It, it's like you, it's one step up. It's one step up from pedophile. It's like okay, so you don't fuck them when they're young. You just groom them because you know they're going to be. And as soon as they turn eighteen or whatever, then you fuck them. So this dude apparently uh, like likes to act like he's you know a reformed fella. But in reality, uh, he's got a lot of legal problems, uh, particularly when it comes to custody. Now, he films himself at this mansion, except as it turns out, he doesn't own the mansion. He rents it. <laughs> he rents a mansion. It's not even a mansion. It's like whatever. It's a home. It's a nice home. But he says he owns it, but he doesn't own the house. And everything about this dude is just a lie. So he apparently has lost custody of his kids. Like actually let's just play this. This is him complaining about having to go to family court uh, because there's one of his baby mamas. I don't know how many baby mamas he's got. A couple of them are addicts. Clearly. All right. Let me just read the message I got about this guy before we even get it. Cause it's a little confusing. So I just got to read this message. Up. Goes. Uh, okay. Before you start, please read this. Uh, okay. we. So I, I got invited to this group that uh, really documents this guy. It's kind of like, uh, like it's like a Fuchi, like Fuchi had a group like this. If there's a whole group dedicated to you, I know I've struck gold. Like I know I did something right here. Like when there's like, you write about somebody and like, oh, we got a whole fucking group about that. Carlin Borisenko is the same way. Uh, so he's got four baby moms. Four baby mamas. That's great. Okay. And he claims to be like, I'm a lot of things, but you'll see. I'm a great dad. I'm a great dad. So let me just read the rest of this message. The whole P CPS thing. He starts a, a, a CPS fundraiser is a scam. He never put that money towards an attorney. He spent it on himself. His kids were never taken away, but he has actively reported to CPS monthly for the shit that he does. The girl in the video, uh, I shared another video, we'll bring that up, is not 22. It's his ex, Brittany, who he drugged up and impregnated. She didn't want another child. This is his only way to get income. <laughs> All caps only. Brittany is Riddy's. He's got a daughter named Riddy, Riddy's mother. 
She's kind of a piece of shit too, but she didn't deserve what he did to her. He injected her with heroin and then recorded her. Then he set her up to make it look like she hit him so he could file for a restraining order against her and get her out of the picture once and for all. She's currently in the Orlando area. He shipped her down there to stay with the social media friends and they got her addicted again because he's a felon. He's not eligible for cash assistance for himself, but he gets it for his oldest daughter who's 17 and the baby named Riddy. The mother of his two middle kids is taking him to court for permanent custody arrangement in about two weeks. I think that's a video we're about to watch. She has a solid case and an attorney. He fucked over his two previous attorneys, including Bobby Gallette, a now former friend of his. He didn't pay either of them, so they both resigned. His ex-girlfriend, Sarah, she was the first serious girlfriend before Tori and Brittany, has an order of protection against him for domestic violence, which he violated twice and was convicted of. So that's what we saw there. Now he's with Tori, the, oh, the face. Oh, my God. The 22-year-old, barely older than his oldest daughter, and he's got her knocked up because the mother of his middle daughters is asking the judge to order him not to post those two girls on social media anymore. And the judge has already told him to stop. So he needs another cash cow, which is exactly what his new baby will be. Just more food stamps and cash assistance. And of course, Tori doesn't work. So she's on welfare too. You have no idea what you just stepped into. Um, you should accept this challenge live tonight in your pocket. So like, that's one thing that we are going to talk about is like, I do accept. I accept, I accept that he's challenged me to, to fly to Kentucky. He says he's going to pay for it. And he he wants me to say these things to his face, presumably so that he can kick my ass. Like, first of all, dude, you can't kick my ass. I'm not, I'm a 41 year old man. Okay. I'm a grown ass man. I don't go around fighting people, but like, let's keep it clear. If it came down to that, everyone knows I would kick your country ass. You're out of shape. You probably haven't been in a fight in decades, right? I'm much more like, bird. I could run fucking circles around you. You don't need like, what are these? Oh, you guys think I'm a fucking pussy? Like, dude, you should Google me, motherfucker. You should st- stop it. Stop it. I should like showing up is my thing. You think I won't fly to Kentucky to prove a point? Then you don't fucking know me, especially if you're offering a pay. So yes, I fully accept. I accept, I accept, I accept. Ball's in your court. Okay. He goes, the house isn't as either as he claims. It's a rental. Uh, we have plenty of proof. The dumbass did a rent to own, added a pool, and fully finished basement, complete with movie theater and $5,000 massage chairs that never get used. He's constantly trying to pawn or sell his shit because he's so fucking broke. He will never come after you. He's been challenged so many times and he never shows up or just seems to disappear whenever he's challenged. Make him look like the broke loser he is and tell him to buy you that plane ticket. He never will. So again, uh, if he's out there, somebody tell him. Like, dude, I want to make it clear, Tony, Mr. Amiri King. Like, you've challenged me publicly. You insist I won't accept. You were wrong. I accept. If you're not going to pay my plane ticket to go to Cincinnati, I assume that's the airport down there, I'll fucking drive. You just got to pay for the gas, okay? I think that's fair. We'll do, I'll, I'll live stream the whole thing. We're going to get to the, the, the terms of this, but I accept. So this will be very clear. So let's watch this video here. Uh, just we'll watch like a few minutes of it. I, I, was, I was watching the whole thing. Imagine all of us like clearing people's show before like, with Emory. Let's start over. <laughs> I might be a bit uh, right. or two. You're seeing me? 
Come on. So I want to put this out there as the not mince fucking yeah, words or, to, or to right, right. <laughs> make sure there's a clear fucking understanding here between me and Jessamine County, the state of Kentucky and the family courts. <clears throat> I might not, I might be a little shocking, a bit repulsive. I might be a, a bit, bit, um, a bit. Uh, maybe I'm not a funny comedian. Maybe I, definitely uh, not. people can put an opinion on for certain. One thing that, yeah. Even my haters will uh, attest to is <laughs> I'm an amazing father. Oh, you're you know, so good. I'm a, I'm a, I, I don't take you're treading real, real fucking dangerous ground when you're fucking people's kids. So I'm speaking not just for myself, but how sick and fucking tired the taxpayers are, the citizens of the United States of America, a fucking family court. Oh, all right. Yeah. The state of Kentucky does not raise my kids. The kind motherfucker. Of you, and they all right? Let's get them. this very fucking clear. They pay for it. Right? But go ahead. You have never it's changed a, a diaper. It's a common. You don't drive Marcy to karate. You haven't made ready a bottle. Marcy. You ain't made a fucking meal on my goddamn table. And not now. You know, this guy just microwaves chicken nuggets, too. You ain't made a meal. You ain't brought my kids to karate. Congratulations. You gave your kid to a ride to karate. You're fucking super dead. You're, you're, nobody's ever done that before. You're, like, so therefore, whatever. Okay. Go on. And not ever will the state of fucking Kentucky or Big Gov Commonly. dictate the way that I raise my children. Ever. It's not, not a fucking yeah. negotiation. It's, it's not they will, negotiable. Though. They will, though. It is. This you're right. It's right not here. These are my daughters. Why are they dressed? Are like we that? fucking crystal clear? I'm talking to family fucking courts. All right. I don't know who out there is negotiating with these family courts and letting them push them around, but the buck fucking stops here. What? I will have a fucking that courthouse lawn with people that feel just like I do. With Wait, picket what? signs. Wait, what? You're being be very fucking careful how you tread on a fucking parent. Especially a single hey. parent who has raised okay. these four little girls all by my goddamn self. All right. So I want to be crystal be fucking pro, clear. Like, pro tip. like uh, first of all, uh, not generally a good idea to be like, you know what? You know how I'm going to get full custody of my kids? You know, I'm going to deal with this upcoming probate thing. I'm going to go on my YouTube channel with how many subs he has. And I'm just going to encourage a mob of white trash morons. To come down there and that will convince the judge that will make me look like a good stable parent right pro tip not gonna help you get custody my dude not gonna help like just this whole going on youtube like this is all working against you i don't know if you know anything about how this works but and just saying that just like i'm not listening to the judge they have no right uh they do you can disagree with that but they do and this whole thing about, like, they ain't raised my kid. They kind of did, you know, like, because where do you think the food stamps come from? You know, like, let's let's keep it a buck. Go on. And I don't want to mince words. My attorney just withdrew. I can't afford them. You know what? I'm not paying my money, my hard-earned money, like, for a fucking attorney. You can't afford it. To negotiate with somebody on a stand. That thinks they know what's best for my daughters. Because you got me all the way fucked up. All right? My money's going to stay in my house, in my pocket, so I can raise these four kids right here. Do any of them live so, with you? Man, you can call me fat. You can tell me I'm not funny. 
Okay. You can say I'm a loser, say that I've dressed terrible, whatever you want. I wear too much jewelry, whatever. <laughs> I wear too much jewelry. There's four people right there you're not going to fuck with. Does he really have an OnlyFans? So, Tell me he doesn't have People are fucking sick and tired of these self-righteous motherfuckers on a stand in a black robe thinking they know what's best for their children. I assure you, I believe you don't know what's best mother. for my four daughters, and you're not going to dictate what's best for my four daughters. All right? I don't know you, motherfucker. We don't know you. All right. So you want to come pay this fucking mortgage? I'm a private citizen. All right. I know my don't rights. Call him, just don't call him prison and boy. I think, I think, frankly, people are afraid to cause a stir or a brouhaha or kick up some dust when they think there's a chance. Oh, wait, man, it's just going to make it worse. They're going to take me. I don't give a fuck. Okay. You came to the right motherfucker. All right. Now, listen. I didn't assault somebody. He took his. I didn't get a DUI. I didn't break and enter. And his baby you know? away from their mother. I didn't. Didn't get a traffic ticket. What'd you do? These are my kids. We're talking about. All right. So I didn't even go to court today. I had court today. Didn't even fucking go. Oh, you didn't go. All right. Oh, it's a fucking joke. Oh. So okay. let me tell y'all something, and I'm gonna be real fucking crystal sure. clear oh, to who needs to hear it. Good idea. Who are you talking to? Leave my kids alone. No one's going right. to your kids. This is going to be the biggest fucking PR nightmare on the planet. Take that. Do what you want with it. Crucify me. Nail me to a cross. Shoot me. There's nothing you can do to me. Ain't been done before. But I got a whole army of motherfuckers that are sick and fucking hired of the states that they live in or the federal government, whoever, big gov, whoever. Big gov. Interfering with them and their families. It's, it's publicly known around the fucking globe. That I'm an excellent father. <laughs> it's publicly known around the globe that uh, everybody knows I'm an excellent father. That's why I'm in fucking family court for some reason. And I have like orders on me and I can't afford to pay for my kids. And I exploit them on social media for likes and clicks and whatever. But uh, I'm a great dad because I, uh, I gave Marcy a ride to karate. And the little one there, I don't know her name yet, but I microwave some chicken nuggets for and it was delicious. The, the child said he liked it. She pooped up a big one. So I'm a good father. I'm a good father. Excellent care of my kids. My kids have been pulled out by CPS seven times last year oh, alone. That's good. I'm so fucking sick of it. <laughs> that's normal. And it's stopping. It's going to fucking stop. Seven times. Seven. All right? <laughs> it's going to stop. Anybody Why? else going through the same shit? Ain't it almost everybody these days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of people can relate to this. What? Oh no, Emory, you skipped court. Oh my God. Emory, call the court and tell him you fired the lawyer. I love my attorney. My attorney's an amazing guy. My attorney's a great guy. I don't have money to pay my attorney. And frankly, I'm at the point that if I, the Christmas rush, January and February are the worst months for people in my industry. After what the ads industry? are replaced Wait, for what? Black Friday, industry? Cyber Monday, uh, Christmas, it's really, slow time. Mother you really say my industry? Your industry, what is, what is that? You're on YouTube. <laughs> what, what, you're on YouTube and you sell vape products on Twitter. Is there a slow season for that? Like in my industry, oh, this is too good. He put like he thought this made him look good. Fucker, y'all spent all your money on Christmas for your kids. Same, you know what I'm saying? Well, I ain't got it. And, and that's okay. And, and my attorney is a great guy. He's done a lot of shit for me for 
ain't even asked a dime for it. Yeah, he just haven't. But um, he hasn't asked a dime for it. I, think I ain't got did. it. And even if oh. I did, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna fucking give it oh. unless I owe him. But he said to move forward, it'd be a grand or whatever. I said, Rob, I ain't got it. You I don't just got don't. I ain't got it. Especially for some dumb shit. Like if I got a DUI, okay. If I got, why in the fuck do I need to pay money and explain myself to any motherfucker? Over my raising my kids, I know my goddamn rights, motherfucker. The state of Kentucky don't raise my kids. My children ain't wards of the state. Fuck yeah, all the way off. Pretty close, but go ahead. It's fucking annoying. It, it it it's not annoying. It's dangerous ground to tread upon for any parent that gives a fuck. It's like this. You ever hear of a parent that gets their kids taken by CPS? I think that's the yeah. sign of a bad parent. Yes, because motherfucker, yes. I ain't handing my kids over to no motherfucker. Oh, all right. Oh, so okay. that's a sign, what? I think, of a bad parent. Oh, CPS took my kids. Motherfucker, how are you still alive? Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. So if you lose your kids to CPS, you're a bad parent, but not because the state took your kids, but because you didn't go down in what a, a blaze of glory, like you didn't go out Scarface style and go out with you know guns a blazing and like they shoot you and shit like you want my kids you're gonna have to kill me that means i'm a good dad because i went down with my kids and i, I died for them okay because <laughs> out of my cold dead hands so that's not my problem right now they ain't, ain't nobody ever taking my fucking kids but but i'm saying so on that same uh, hand on the flip side of the coin i should say why in the fuck do I need to explain myself in family court to any motherfucker? Uh, you know, because that's how it works. When, how, what, when was this it a sounds fucking like thing? it? So with Tilly and Marcy's mother, we've co-parented for over a decade. Now she's got with this guy, and he's causing me all these problems. My daughters, I had them all summer long, minus two days. My daughters want to live here. My daughters love to live here. Their mother lives in squalor in a glorified fucking happy meal box all right I, we got a big house swimming pool basement movie theater arcade pool mm. table stage full bar massage we why, got, why do the kids need a this full house bar? is late my oh. daughters love it here they have their own rooms over there they don't even have their own rooms that's oh, fine yeah. they love their mom and they should they they have a good mom i'm not saying nothing but all of a sudden now it's a fucking issue my daughters through their entire okay school life right. have rode the bus to my house okay every fucking day their entire school life. Okay, that's enough of that. I so, went to Florida recently. Okay, you're a great dad. Yeah, we understand. So this this is imagine this is an hour and a half of this. I got I listened to 30 minutes of this yesterday. It, it, who the fuck like you you read in the comments and it, he's got a he's got an army of retards to follow him. Like of like and I've they're chirping at me too. I've seen them. They're full-fledged retarded, these people. And so here's his here's his uh court costs stop CPS harassment. GoFundMe that he started. Uh, he raised $24,000. And by the way, this GoFundMe started in like 2018, I think, and then he repurposed it. I don't fucking know. He says it was unsolicited and unexpected. But then he claims he gave it to other families. We bought a family a car. Did you? Did you? I don't think you did. But anyway, why why did this guy come up on my radar? So he starts the, the Kendra Lara story. I don't, by the way, did you guys see the Kendra Lara update today? Let me just, if you haven't seen this, K 
Kendra Lara tweeted today. Uh, she finally responded. I'll, I'll bring this up before I bring up so I don't forget this. Dude, so Kendra Lara is the Boston City Councilor who crashed while driving unlicensed with their child unrestrained uh, on Center Street in Jamaica Plain. Where'd it go? So this is what she finally responded to it today. She was, she's been driving without a license since at least 2014. It's been suspended. She just never got it fixed and she just drives around anyway. This is what she writes. We're all accountable for our actions. Okay. I saw that. I'm like, okay, so obviously you're accountable. You're resigning, right? You have to resign. Like that's being accountable because of a teacher or a, you know, you name it, a cop, any municipal worker got arrested and charged with, you know, and we found out you've been driving without a license for nine years. It's not like you forgot. I've done that before where it's like, oh shit, my license is expired. Uh, you know, and then you fucking, you know, three weeks later you get it renewed, whatever. Okay. That's one thing. But this one, she know her, what there wasn't expired. It got revoked and it's nine years ago. And she knows this and she's just like, fuck it. I don't like laws. These people claim to be socialists, but they're really just libertarians. Like, who just don't follow through on it. Like socialists believe that in theory that everybody throws their money in a pot and it goes to one big collective and we distribute it equally, right? No rich, no poor, whatever. It's all bullshit. Um, but Kendra Lyra is not a socialist because she doesn't throw anything in the pot. She takes from the pot a lot. She doesn't throw anything in what she, but she acts like a libertarian, like a libertarians believe that you shouldn't have a license the, the, there's no like the government government got no right to you know have registry licenses so she just doesn't have a license which is fine like okay so if you're a libertarian then then you pay for everything if you don't have a license and you cause a crash you have insurance you, you then you pay out of pocket for that because it's libertarian right but no she acts like a libertarian but she wants the benefits of a socialist that's all she is so she's got to resign though, right? You would think like, how can you, and not a single city councilor or anyone is calling for this woman's resignation. No one. Obviously a lot of us were like, what? So like, why aren't other city councilors taking steps to get rid of this woman? Like she's a criminal. She's breaking the law. She, yeah. She's like a sovereign citizen. Basically that's why she acts like. So she goes, we're, we're all held accountable and I'm no different. So I offer my sincerest apologies to everyone for what, especially the way you apologizing for as your count. Like you didn't harm me, but as your counselor, I'll continue to steward our collective vision at city hall and work hard and maintain your trust. What? Okay. First of all, she named her fucking kids. Zaire. of course she did. Cause democratic Republic of Congo was too many words. I guess. I don't know. On June 30th, Zaire and I were involved in a car accident on Center Street. Involved. Involved. AKA we, I was speeding. He was not restrained properly. And I crashed through a fence and hit a citizen's house. In a car that is not registered to me and is uninsured and I have no license. She didn't put any of that. It's just, we were involved in a car accident. I am grateful for my family. Well, while driving a friend's car, 
a friend's car, also known as Owen Thomas's car, the guy who made a porno of me and him in which he joked about sticking it in my ass. And I confirmed you stuck it in my ass while I was standing next to my child with no pants on. And this was all filmed. That's the friend's car who, by the way, the friend's car also was not registered. He, cause fuck it. And the friend lives in Somerville and I'm told that she lives there too. That is the new tip that we've gotten that she lives with him in Somerville because she was living in government subsidized housing in Jamaica plain. But we exposed her for that because she no longer qualified because she voted to give herself a pay raise to $120,000 a year. And as it turns out, she's way over the limit now about the income limit for who can live there. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess she moved in with this douchebag. So she's driving his car home. So she goes on to say in this thing. Um, I'm grateful for my family, friends, and neighbors who have been by our side and provided the support Zaire and I need to focus on our recovery. Like you're a victim. Zaire needs recovery because of you. You did that. We're all accountable for our actions and I'm no different, which is why I offer my sincerest apologies to everyone, especially the people of district six for what we're all accountable for action. So, what are you apologizing for? What you, you're not even saying it. What, what are you sorry? She hasn't mentioned the fact that I have no fucking license. I shouldn't have been doing that. As an elected official, I've worked hard to center the dignity and humanity of my constituents. Okay, that's fluff. That means nothing. Today, I ask you to see mine as I work to correct my mistake. How do you correct something in the past? How do you correct that? Are you paying? For the damages to the house, you should. How are you correcting this? Are you never going to drive again? Like, are you going to get your life? How do you correct breaking the law? Like, imagine you you you, you steal from somebody. You're like, I'm going to correct my mistake. You already did it. You can't correct it. You can't go back in time. You can't correct that. As your city councilor, I will continue to steward our collective vision at City Hall and work hard to earn and maintain your trust. Fluff. The grace you've shown me, that who has shown you, is a testament to the strength of our beloved community. And I intend to continue earning it. Thank you. In solidarity. So she, she, you know, she ain't resigning. I can't believe she hasn't blamed racism yet. That's coming. That's obviously coming. So anyway, this is this. I live to expose people like this. And I do a lot of research into it. Obviously, I did that uh, public records request to prove that Kendra Lara was never called the N-word or a whore, as she claimed she was daily. We FOIA'd her emails. That was labor. You know, that was my work. That was my investigative journalism doing that. No one else did that. Every other media outlet just, you know, she makes an outrageous statement like that and like, oh my God, black people in this country have it so hard. Oh dear. Oh dear. That sounds horrible. Can you believe all these crazy white people out there calling these poor black women the N-word and whores? Oh dear. That sounds so horrible. We need to fix racism. We need to all, we need to dismantle this. We need to take bold action. We should all read. Uh, let's go get together and have a, a, another book club meeting about candy. Let's do that. That will help. This is horrible. That That's what that is. That's just like, they, she makes statements like that. 
And white people are afraid to challenge her on it because they're like, oh, I don't want to be perceived as racist. I don't want to, because I have to believe black women. Hashtag believe black women. And doesn't matter how much of a liar or a ratchet they are. You just have to believe them. So, yeah. I mean, she's the new Monica. She came in right after Monica went down. So, anyway, I put a lot of work into that. And then this douchebag comes along. Uh, uh, Tony. Tony, the Kentucky Pride Chicken. So Kentucky Pride Chicken comes along. He's like, he write, he makes this whole tweet about it, okay? And a bunch of people tag me in it. And I'm like, oh. And I read the whole tweet, and I'm like, he's got 157,000 followers, and there's no link to the blog. All of this came directly off the blog. And I'm like, wait a minute. So you use, this is the cover photo from our blog. Here's the tweet. Uh, the language used. Like things like, um, I wrote, Lara was uh, reportedly driving with a revoked license and the car was not registered. She lied to police and attempted to blame another driver. He says, Lara was driving on a suspended license. So he took the word revoked and put suspended. And the car was not registered. Copy, paste. And it said, and I go, she lied to police and attempted to blame another driver. He, she goes, she falsified her report to police. So he tries to like reword it. So he like went out of his way. So he, he clearly read the blog and it's like, well, I don't want to sack this dude. Cause that's too much work. And my grift he's, I call him a right wing Rex Chapman. I don't know if you guys follow Rex Chapman. He's like a left wing guy who just steals content. And, and shares it on his social media and gets likes and follows that way. And he does it all the time. And this guy's just, apparently that's his thing. He finds a story he likes and he just copy and pastes it by attempting to blame another driver who she claims swerved. Now this one, he used our cover photo about the sex tape. No one reported it. Like I couldn't believe it. I was so upset when no other media outlet reported on the sex tape. But no one did, so you know it came from me because no one else reported on it. That's the cover photo. And sh look, look, look what he even writes here. He included the name Owen Thomas when he posts about it. Let's just see, the, see what he writes here. He goes, um, the Honda Civic belonged to Boston teacher Owen Thomas. You and Look at this sentence. You might remember him. He leaked, what the hell is that? There we go. You might remember him. He leaked a video a few months ago of him bragging about just having anal sex. Like, so when he when when this is a tweet from douchebag here, when he says you might remember him, why would your followers remember him? Who who's you? What are you talking about? He leaked a video a few months ago of him bragging about just having anal sex with Lara while she was in the background. Naked from the, look how he spells waist. He spells it the right way. Waist down, doing her son's hair. And this is my Turtle Boy Daily News. The Honda Civic belonged to Boston teacher Owen Thomas. It's the same fucking sentence. Word for word. And then he just gets rid of this part, who we wrote about in January. And he writes, you might remember him. <laughs> he leaked a video. So instead of, instead of we wrote about him in January, 
he writes, you might remember him to make it look like he's not the one that did that. Okay. Anyway, he leaked the video, whatever. So he steals the whole fucking thing. Uh, he's then the, the, the emails. How about this one? One time Kendra claimed that she was receiving racist emails. A FOIA into her emails determined she was lying. They found who's they, they found zero racist emails. Okay. We found that no one else did that. Anyway, people were all over his shit. They're like, dude, you just gotta, you know, like people like, dude, we, even his fans were like, some of them were like, dude, we like Tart you and turtle boy. And then he's got this whole thing. I have zero idea who this guy is. I owe him no respect, cordiality. Um, so he's too big. To, you know, he's really important. He's looking for some beef to shed the light on the fact that he broke the story first. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I really don't give a fuck. Dude, you stole it. Like, you got caught. And people, he's like, dude, I found it on my own. He shares some links to, like, the, the crash. And people are like, but none of them are about the naked picture. Where'd you get that? Google it. I did. It's only on my website. And then he writes this. Listen, son, on my five daughter's lives, I'd never heard of you a day in my life before today. You follow me. Not the other way around. Are we clear? I fucking love when people do that. Like, dude, my dick is so fucking big that you don't even follow me. Yeah, congratulations, dude. You didn't hit the fucking follow button. You're so much more influential than me. Oh, you're so much because you would never because let's the only reason you have more followers than me on Twitter is because you're such a pussy and such not a threat to the system that they never took you off of Twitter. I've been on Twitter a million times. I've had gigantic accounts taken down constantly. I'm constantly rebuilding. If they let me stay on Twitter and Facebook, I'd have close to a million followers on Twitter, but they don't let me stay fucking on. That's why. Congratulate. You know why? Because the things I write upset the system. They look at you as a clown. That's why you don't get kicked off. All right. And you clearly do follow me. Maybe you didn't hit the follow button, but you read my content. So you fucking know who I am. But you can keep playing dumb. Go ahead. Anyway. Uh, you are trying to reel me into some Twitter beef so you can benefit from it. I see right through you. I mean, look at your Twitter banner. I've been relevant for over a decade. Have you? I have over a billion views and uh, award-winning shit. Award-winning shit. Not once have I been accused of stealing a joke, a tweet, a quote, or someone else's material. Well, you have now. Okay. Anyway. So I, I shared facts that I know concerning the racist Boston Councilwoman. I'm so sorry I didn't include you in every detail. So he does that whole thing. So obviously he stole it anyway. Uh, he got caught. Like I said, he, he grifts off the back, the blue crowd, uh, but he got one of the deputies suspended in 2020 for this TikTok video <laughs> in which Crocs turn him gay. So anyway, to say that he hasn't heard of me before, he made a fucking video about me. Amiri King has a, that because he makes money on cameos too. So apparently if you put money in the machine, he'll just be like, okay, 20 bucks. Well, get on here and I will just say whatever. <laughs> I'll wake up in the morning, brush my teeth, maybe, and just roast whoever you are. Like just, I'm a fucking monkey. Just train monkey. Put money in the machine. I'll say whatever the fuck you want me to. So they put money in the machine and he's like, I think, you know, he, this is part of the storm. 
this is, I mean, I don't know who the bigger loser here is. Shannon LeBerry, the psychopath who dedicated months of her life to documenting everything I've ever said or written anywhere in an attempt to bring me down. And as part of her plan, she paid this retard $20 to roast me. I would not even have seen the video had she not shared it all over Twitter. And people are like, what? And so basically, he's just like, you're a piece of shit. The storm's going to get you. He says, Kate's great. I love Kate. And Kate is just like him. I mean, her, him, Shannon, and Kate have a lot in common. They've all lost their kids to DCF. Right? Uh, they're, they're all drug abusing pieces of shit. They, none of them have a fucking life or a job or anything like that. And they all judge other people all day. So they're very similar. I went back through the Shannon shit, man. It's just, it's, I cannot believe how much time she dedicated to this. So she responds to him. You knew she was going to respond. You knew it. She goes, Hey, got all the info you need right here or reach out to info at massoreport.com. She's so yeah. <laughs> Dude, once you get in bed with these retards, you're not doing it right. This is the thing she wrote. I offered not to release the things I'm holding back. If he just removes the website. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to remove my source of income and everything I've been building for the last 10 years so that Shannon LeBerry doesn't release text messages that I had with other people that she has now has gotten her hands on. Oh, no. I'm holding back. If he just removes the site and goes on with his life, the only reason I offered is because the thought of his kids Googling him and seeing that this stuff makes me nauseous. Yeah, so yeah, my poor kids. I hope they'll survive. We're doing we're dropping a bombshell screen recording, but we will let Turtle Cunt have his little live show before he loses his entire audience. It looks like I'm still here. Shannon, I'm still here, dear. I'm still here. Dump truck. Contacting, coordinating with so many DAs and sheriff's offices. Daunting, but I'm happy there are so many of us. This is going to be an awesome week. The storm is coming. Ooh, ooh, the storm is coming. The, the lawyer, the lawyer. The D oh, the FBI is looking into it. There's dump truck. There's dump truck. Okay. She wanted me to tap out. Not going to happen, dear. Anyway, I messaged this dude about it and I'm like, Hey, I got nothing against you. I appreciate you passing along the story. There's a reason you didn't, you know, quote. He's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Those are squid tw Twitter screenshots. Read the replies. Okay. So it goes, I've been in contact with the police and local government since the incident. Local government? What, so you, you contacted the Boston police? You're a reporter now? Okay. I go, where'd you get this from? Sent to me when I asked for a screenshot to prove the video existed. I have not yet seen the video. And I'm like, okay, well, all those, I go, who did you ask? Who, like, who sent that to you? None of your fucking business. I have no idea who you are. You got the wrong one. I don't read blogs. Y you do. Y we caught you doing it because you had the same exact fucking sentence in there. It's public knowledge. Yeah, it's really not. You don't own the facts. I, I own the content. So there's that. Who else reported it? Me. Okay. That's when I realized I'm, I'm dealing with the literal retard here. It's like, this is not an intelligent person. This is just like a guy. Does he actually have... By the way, does he actually have an OnlyFans? People are saying that. I hope not. I really, really hope not. Okay. And then he sends me a screenshot of his cameos. 
and he it says 114 grand. No name. Nothing. Nothing. Like it's like uh, how long has this been? Congratulate. Like I I have a hard time believing you make that much a cameo. I have a hard time believing that you you said you couldn't afford to pay your lawyer one thousand dollars. You're living in a goddamn mansion. That's interesting. Top one percent. And I'm like, okay, ex-con's gonna ex-con. I start calling him prison boy. And he goes, I swear to God, my five my five daughters, may they burn in hell. I've never heard of you before today. Bro, you made a visit, you made a video about me. Like how so you you swear to God and your five daughters? Okay. Now I'm getting messages about this dude real quick. Hold on. He stole the parody Silverado video. <laughs> oh, that's too good. That's too good. Maybe we'll do a follow-up on him. We'll see. Uh, so I was going to let this go. So then he posed this. So we don't talk for a few days. And he blocks me. And he makes this post Thursday night. I was going to let this go, but now it's entirely too late. He's going to get the clout chasing he's begging for. So be it. I posted on Twitter a few days ago about a cancel woman in Boston that wrecked your car. Every screenshot I posted was found in several of her Twitter replies, except for the naked pictures. Immediately afterwards, some blogger that goes by Turtle Boy accused me of stealing a story. On my daughter's lives, I've never heard his lame until then or his super cool blog. I went back and forth with him in the inbox and his 40,000 followers piled on. Uh, so basically his followers are being mean to me. Okay, Tony. I explained to him I simply posted screenshots immediately available on Twitter. Had no idea that he was so fucking award-winning. I had to block him because he wouldn't stop messaging me. Uh, you messaged last, but okay. Anyways, um, how about this? A medical professional inboxed me and told me that him and his followers like to pile on kids. And two children have allegedly ended their lives due to their bullying. What? And then he goes on, oh, I got a billion views and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then he goes, I'm willing to fly turtle boy to Kentucky to say what he wants to my face. He calls me prison boy and felon. Yep. Cause especially now that I know it gets to you, I definitely call you that. I want you to come to my face with that inbox energy. So again, uh, for, to be perfectly clear, uh, challenge accepted. So I sent you an email. You haven't returned it yet. Because you, you blocked me on Twitter, but I got your email. I emailed you. You're not getting back to me. So we're going to keep, we're going to keep, we're going to hold you to this, Tony. Because you said you're going to fly me out there. Was that just for show? Did you think I wouldn't accept? Is that what you're used to? And then he goes, no cameras, no streams, nothing but the story we can tell afterwards. One of us toothless. Okay, so why would you want no cameras and no streams? Don't you want to kick my ass on video? I'll sign a waiver that no matter what happens, no charges. No charges. Okay? Dark alley shit. So why don't... Because that's what I do. Like, the whole thing with me is like, anything I say on here, I will say to your face. Ask Monica Cannon Grant. Ask Jen McCabe. Ask any of these people who I show up. Ask Andrew Johnson. That's crusty panties. Like, I'm so sick of the people that say, oh, you won't show up. Okay, motherfucker. Like, ask Chris Albert. I show up. That's that's my thing. It's my brand. I show up. Let's see if you show up. Dark alley shit. And first of all, why don't you just come up here? Come to Boston. Like, I, I, got my, I love meeting new people. Now, and why why go right to the violence too? Like, I'm going to tell you what I think. Like, we're, we're grown men. 
I'm going to tell you what I think about you to your face. Why do you have to, why do we have to fight? I mean, I could kick your ass, obviously, but I don't need to kick your ass because I'm a grown ass man. And so are you. So why would I want to do that to you? Why? I just want to prove a point that I will tell you anything to your face that I call you online. Anything. You're getting what you want. I'm challenging you to call me. Would you call me in my inbox, a prison yard? I can't tag him because I had to block him. You didn't have to block me. But he followed me, not the other way around. So it shouldn't be hard for him to see this. Can't tag him. Yeah. You're from Boston. Let's handle this the old Irish way. Your move, coward. And then he posts a video of his daughter, like, punching something. It's like, what? So he claims that we're, like, piling on his kids and shit. And, like, nobody, I go on his thing. Nobody's messaging his kids. No, you know, nobody's messaging his kids. Nobody's saying anything negative. It's just straw man bullshit. Like, stop. This is what crusty panties and all them do. Like, stop coming after my kids. Okay. No one's going after your kids. Stop going after the McCabe girls. No one's going after them. Nobody's going after them. We're talking about you, and now you're hiding behind them. Stop hiding behind your fucking kids, Tony. And then he messages me. He unblocks me while I'm sleeping. And Rage messages me all night, says, let's run it, pussy, where you at? Sends me fucking buffalobruises.com. That's pedo behavior. Yikes. I'm offering you a plane ticket to come see me. I have to book it. Okay, I accepted. No weapons. Well, you can't bring a weapon on a plane. Uh, your mother is a whore. You're a coward. Okay, sure thing. If you don't accept it, I'll even pay your booking fee. I need your full name, Eden Timothy Carney. Birth date, 12-26-81. A time when you're free. Any any day except for July 25th. I'll book you round trip flight and book you. Details need to be what appears on your license. No problem. Then he sends me a picture of my goddamn house and my phone number. Well, we got his phone number. Should we call him? Let's give him a call. Let's give him a call. Calling him right now. 859-354-7829. Come on. Is he going to answer? You think he'll answer? Come on, answer. Answer. I'm sorry. But the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Oh, come on. Goodbye. Oh, give me a... Oh, we'll just keep calling. So again, we're putting this phone number out there for anyone who wants to call him. Okay? We're putting this phone number out there. 859-354-7829. Oh, please, whatever you do, don't bombard him with phone calls. That would be so bad. Oh, no. I'm going to call him right now again. Because I don't know why this pussy's not answering. He doesn't recall my... He wanted to kick my ass, right? But he's blocking me. He won't return my emails. And now he's not answering the goddamn phone. Who's the tough guy now, Tony? Who's scared now? Come on, Tony. Kentucky Pride Chicken. Come on. Why are you hiding for? Oh, you got quiet there. You got... Oh, again, Tony, I can do this all fucking night. Let's go. Let's go. We can do this all fucking night, Tony. Come on. Come on. 
What are you doing? I mean, what are you making? Doing a cameo? Come on. Oh, again. I don't know why 859-354-7829 doesn't want to answer. I know you're watching, Tony. Oh, you're so. Okay, I'm just going to text them. I got to text them. Hey. Hey, uh, Tones, Tony. It's Aiden from Turtle Boy. Uh. Why are you ignoring me? I want to accept your challenge to have you pay my plane ticket to Kentucky so I can call you prison boy to your face. And then you can try all caps to kick my ass okay so you can try to kick my ass give it a shot give it a shot i envision this like my cousin Vinny. <laughs> hey city boy got you 200 dollars. he's not i know he's probably well he's not gonna accept so you're right he's not gonna accept so anyway uh so i just i'm just proving my point he thought i wouldn't do it I won't. Well, I thought it was interesting that he did get like a response, which I thought was wild. The Kylie Kirkpatrick thing. Cause I saw he posted this message from the medical professional and it goes, Aiden Carney is a sexual deviant, former high school teacher who preys on the vulnerable. Okay. So this could be anyone that me make shit up and is paid to write and publish damaging rhetoric. So that was one thing paid to write. He's been harassing my children and my family for years over a story that broke that made my son a national hero. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, Oh, it's Kylie Kirkpatrick. It's Kylie Kirkpatrick. Oh, great. He's gone. He's, he's gone so far as having his trolls call my place of business, your former place of business that fired you after we wrote about you, that you're not licensed to be a therapist, harassing their families, finding out where their kids go to school. That never happened. Posting pictures of where I live. That never happened. Encouraging his mob to harass my son into suicide. That never happened. He's a fucking monster, but for some reason, Holden, Massachusetts police, where he lives, won't charge him. I know uh, the Holden police have told me that, like, this psychopath, Kyla Kirkpatrick, calls them all the time. And is like, when are you going to arrest Turtle Boy? Uh, you No, you can't. That's not how it works, dear. Like, for what? For what? Reporting on you? Okay. And he goes, I don't know what he has on them, but he has hurt so many fucking families to the point that two people he has targeted have ended their lives. Who are the two people? Can you name them? I don't think I have. Somebody needs to stop this monster. So as soon as I saw that, it's Kylie Kirkpatrick. If you guys don't remember the Kylie Kirkpatrick stories, go back and read those. Those were wild. It's this ratchet from Napa, California, who I exposed after she... She said that her son used his allowance to pay off his peers' school lunch debts. But she actually, he, they didn't, he didn't donate $75. They used a GoFundMe. They raised $100. They used that. And not only that, the school didn't accept the money because that, that's not how it works. If you don't pay your school lunch debt, you still get to eat. It's Napa, California. Everyone's rich. So it's like, anyway, she used that lie 
and pimped this kid out everywhere. My son's a hero and blah, blah, blah. He's so cute. He's first, he's not cute. He's not cute. And she conceived him in a closet at rehab. She fucked one of the counselors there. And he had no part in her life. She then said that he died of ALS so that she could get on the field at an Oakland Athletics game. She got free Super Bowl tickets from the Raiders in 2020. Uh, that she was feature he was featured in Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris campaign ads. They got legislation signed in California with by stupid governor fucking Barbie doll here, Kendall, and he uh, that banned schools from not giving kids lunch if they owe the money, which they weren't doing to begin with. Like it was all a scam. And anyway, we exposed her. The Napa police department got in contact with me and we brought her down. She was charged with over 20 felonies and she's still awaiting charges. She has trial coming up that they are flying. The district attorney's office in Napa is flying me to California to testify against this woman. And what's she doing? She's not even supposed to be on social media. She's making fake accounts and sending Amiri King shit. Tony. Okay. So this is, and she's got this whole account. Check it. It's at the far, far left. It's just so obviously her because all she tweets about is Kylie Kirkpatrick getting screwed. No one else would take this position except for her. I mean, at least throw some political tweets in there. At least talk about like, you know, Joe Biden sucks or something. I don't know. Confuse people. But no, she just talks about Kylie Kirkpatrick's legal problems. And now she's scamming off of Providence College. I mean, look at the kid. That kid's a punk. Oh, want, don't kill yourself, kid. I really don't want you to kill yourself. But anyway, she she tags in, like she tags she puts my phone number out there. She tags in Richio, Brett, <laughs> Trollholomeo, and even um, uh, Catherine Peter, Krusty Peters. So they all get tagged in there. So anyway, um, that's that. Uh, real quick there, I think I'm getting a message about him. I'm going to move on to the next topic. Oh my gosh. Is this how he sleeps? He just sent this to me. Oh, good. Dear God. Look at this picture. Look at this picture. That might be witness tampering. I've, I've been in contact with the police and the DA's office. They're going to be calling me back. Look at that shit. Oh, dear God. Dear God. Make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> That's not good. And what's this? This is, oh my God. This is where he lives. Yo, this is where he sleeps. You guys want to see where he sleeps? Check this out. That's his bed. He sleeps on a fucking playpen. Oh, I didn't show you one more video real quick. Because I know we're kind of sick of this topic. I swear, I got to show you this video of him. I shared it on social media today. Oh my God. Somebody sent me this. So this is one of his baby mamas, whatever. Oh. Okay. Um, sorry, Barry, your, your name came up there. All right, hold on. So uh, his whole shit's coming out. Hold on. Is that a bed on the floor? Yeah. No, I think I, I think it's on the floor. He sleeps like a toddler or some shit. 
All right. I got to bring up this video. Hold on. Where'd it go? My Twitter. Oh, there it is. Yeah, smash that like button if you haven't done so already. Creep. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to read the comments here. He wasn't raised right. Yeah. All right. So I said, hey, Amir King, I, th I think you suggested I was a pedo, but it appears as if you, a 44-year-old man, impregnated this obviously drug-addicted 22-year-old. So this is Brittany. And I don't think she's 22. Oh, great. The fucking window's blown up. But just watch this video. Yeah. Oh, zero sound. Oh, you guys can't hear the fucking sound. All right, hold on. God damn it. Hold on. I got to change the settings. Let me guess. So, Suzanne's uh, telling me I can't. How do you go back? How do you go back? Uh, just click the screen. Ring him. Don't give this lady, don't give this lady kids. Don't give this lady kids. Is there sound now? Don't give this lady kids. That's okay. That looks she like Sarah. Meant a certain way. But she got to do, she got to do, she got to do, you got to go back. You got to press on her comment. Uh, don't give this lady no, but I'll uh, just... okay. I was wanting to see your fire, god damn it. Well, don't give you kids. I don't know. Are they in the playpen there? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, let's try to act like is that a white claw? Um, something. Yeah, it's basically Hunter Biden. Oh my god. So, uh, how do you go back? Uh, just click the screen. I am. Well, I mean, dude, we're who not films this? Ew. Dude, look at her. So he got her pregnant, so that's good. And this is the new one. This is the new girlfriend. Who, I mean, you know, Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Ew. God, it's creepy. Anyway, uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, what drugs are they on? That, that's a good question, but clearly they're on something, I'm guessing. But these are the people that take shots of me, whatever. Okay, before we go on to the canned stuff, let me just read a couple donos here and a couple things. 
Uh, first thing up, we have uh, we got a donation here from Lem. Sends $100. Thank you, Lem. It's very kind of you. Um, and it says, been following you for years. Love you. And I'm so appreciative of all you've done for Karen Reed. Well, I appreciate that very much, Lem. I really do. Okay. Um, also, we have here uh, John Silvera. Sends $100. Thank you, John. And he says, the only journalist with the balls. Much appreciated. My, my pleasure, sir. Thank you very much. Andrea sends $25, says, so glad there are numerous offers for documentary. Yes. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited to see where that goes. Okay. Let's do a little something in the comments called where you repping. So please let us know. There is sound now. Okay. There is sound now. Good. Okay. Please let us know in the comments right now, where are you watching the live show from tonight? Go ahead. Let me know where you're watching the live show from tonight. Brittany is not the currently pregnant 22-year-old girlfriend. Okay, cool. We got Sterling. I'm reading over here on and Rumble first. Paxton's in the house. Halifax. Warren. Abington's in the house. Quincy's in the house. Uh, Westfield is in the house. Where else? Transverse. Okay. Oh, the playpen bed is in the house. I'm trying to, I'm going to read through these as fast as I can. How fast can we read through these? Real quick. Real quick. Uh, okay. Reno, Nevada is in the house. Now only go to YouTube. All right. We got, uh, East Greenwich is in the house. New Bedford, Avon, East Bridgewater, Tucson, Dartmouth, Gloucester, Buzzards Bay, Kentucky inbreeding. Uh, Boston's in the house. Glendale, Turner's Falls, John Jamestown, New York, West Roxbury, Dennisport, Northbridge, South Yarmouth, Wellesley, Holbrook, Kentucky, Gloucester, Redondo Beach, Charlestown, Kate's Fupa, Saugus, Nashua, Raynham, East Bridgewater, Medford, Rockland, Nashua, Manchester-by-the-Sea, Randolph, Plimpton, Ipswich, Gloucester, Brockton, Dorchester, Worcester, California, Amiri's Inbred Playpen, Newton, Huffsneck, Dead End in North Attleboro, Harwich, Northbridge, Skituit, Malden, Next to the Flagpole, Alive, Transpetto Party, Canton, Albuquerque, Beverly, Middleton, Mashpee, North Attleboro, Whitman, London, Williamstown, Dublin, South Weymouth, Bob Murchison, Spear Bedroom, Malden, Swampskit, Dudley, Bridgewater, Framingham, Danvers, New Mexico, Kate's Fupa, Cape Cod, Joe Biden's Crap, Wooster, Canton, Massachusetts, Worcester, Wittensville, Whitman, Rome. Okay, Hopedale, Stowe, Woburn on the Gulf. Okay, Ashburnham, Northern Worcester County, Mapleville, North Weymouth, Hudson. Okay, if I missed you, I missed you. There's a lot of, Jesus Christ. I remember I used to do these, no problem. I just can't keep up, but I guess that's a good problem to have. I guess that's a good problem to have. We got 100, we got 1,241 people watching right now on YouTube. I see 331 likes. Let's get that up over on Rumble. I see 309 people. We also got people from uh, Plainville, Vermont, Canton, Braintree, Stoughton, Hudson, Biddleford, Maine, Everett, Mansfield, Fort Lauderdale, Northampton, and the dumpster behind Wendy's over on Rumble. So over 15, almost 1,600 people watching that. Yeah, not so bad. Okay, so let's talk about some updates here from Canton, Massachusetts, and maybe we can revisit that Tony story another time. Okay, so um, this week, I didn't have a lot of big updates this week because look it. I got some information that I just can't share. All right. It's complicated, but I have some stuff. Oh my God. I'm like, Oh, I can't share it yet. But once I can, um, 
you're going to like the people that are doubting this are going to feel even dumber if that's possible, but you haven't even seen the really good shit yet. Let, let's put it that way. Let's just put it that way. So, um, this week, this upcoming week, I'm expecting some new motions because they got to file the motions before court. And whenever the defense puts a motion together, it's always good. And you always find out new shit and we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, what? when can we find out? It's it's just a matter of time. I mean, a lot of this depends on the gag order, I'm guessing. We'll see. I have a feeling if, if they don't think they're going to get this gag order, if I were them, I would just go full jihad. I would just release it all. Fuck it. What do you care at this point? You know? What do you care? But uh, we'll see. Anyway, Auntie Bev has been busy because she has been presiding over the Michael Chesna trial on oh, the Michael Chesna is the victim. Of course it's the, I just hate saying the Manny Lopes cause I hate that guy. But anyway, um, basically the, the same judge from the Karen retrial, this disheveled looking drunkard looking woman, Bev Canoni has been, and the Norfolk County district attorney's office have been completely bungling this, what should have been a really easy case. I mean, Michael Chesna, if you're unfamiliar, five, it was almost five years ago now. It was on July 15th of 2018. He responds to a call, I believe, of a crash. Uh, this guy stole his girlfriend's car or BMW. He was a coke dealing felon who was out on bail, a $500 bail for serious felonies because some other idiot judge let him go, Jean Marie Carroll. And Chesna responds, and this guy picks up a rock and throws it at Chesna's head, knocking him out, then goes over, takes his gun, and shoots him point blank with it. Then escapes, runs away, and then shoots indiscriminately into a house where he kills a 77-year-old woman by the name of Vera Adams. So nobody's disputing these facts. He did those. He, he did that. This is an easy one. And most states would be like, you're getting a chair. But we don't have death penalty here. So you're getting life in prison without parole. End of story. Just take your plea and move on. Mad static. Okay, I'll push this away. Hopefully that fixes it. She was minding her own business. Yes, she was. Minding her own business. So nobody disputes the facts. But his court-appointed attorney wants him to go to Bridgewater State Hospital. As opposed to Shirley Max. Now... I assume it's easier at Brid at Bridgewater or else somebody messaged me today and they said, it's actually not, it's actually harsh there. But I asked them back. I didn't get a response. It was basically like, well, then why would he even be fighting this then? I don't know. It seems like being around the people and Shirley would probably be a lot less comfortable for this guy. A lot less comfortable. And I mean, this is the, look at this. Listen, I'm one of the prettiest motherfuckers to ever live, okay? So I'm way too fly to be fucking with one bitch not doing it, man. You know what I'm saying? I know I sound like a fucking beating a dead motherfucking horse, man. But you know what I'm saying? I go to work every day. I go to work every single day and work out in this hard-ass motherfucking sun. Landscaping, you know what I'm saying? Picking up barrels and shit. That's what I do every day. So, niggas talking about I don't go to work and hide. You don't know what, what I'd be doing all day. I'd be going to work. 
Yeah, it's what gross. What are you talking about? I'm a you, Lauren. I can't even I'm look at him. Fuck this guy. So he's a piece of shit. So um, I don't go to no school. I mean, look at him. This is not an insane person. This is just a piece of shit. That's all this is. This is clearly just a, a maggot. And he gets hauled into court every day. And I had a friend who had jury duty in Worcester about a month and a half ago. And they're like, oh, my God. They messaged me and they said, Bev Canoni is the judge. It's the Michael Chestnut case. And they said that, look, at he, they tell us right away. They, they give us a survey about, like, do you trust cops and whatever? Like they're, they're looking for people that don't like police, which right now it's, I think the Karen Reed case has accelerated that with some people as far as the word trust goes. But they asked them, um, Canoni told jurors, right, that they would need to be available for at least a month. So you can't have a, vac- if you have a vacation planned, you're not going to get picked. I mean, they're doing this in the summer when people are going on vacation and shit. They're being, and they would have to be bussed in every day for the trial from Worcester to Dedham. They're doing this because too many people, they believed in Norfolk County, they couldn't find a jury that would give them a fair trial because it got too much publicity. Uh, Newsflash, we heard about it here too. It ha- like we, we were well aware of it. It's not the fucking middle of nowhere. They didn't go to Pittsfield. It's Worcester. It's an hour. It's really not that far. And so this immediately disqualifies so many qualified people because like, think about it. If you're a mother of small kids, if you're a business owner, if you had vacations planned, you're dismissed. You're gone. These are qualified people gone. So you're, you're left with a bunch of ragtags. I saw the jury when I was in Canton last week. I, the, my final stop was in Dedham and I sat in on, I was there for five fucking minutes and I looked at the jury. I sat next to David Traub, right? With Richie and we, we watched, I saw the jury and they'll tell you, I've never seen a bigger, like a more Worcester jury in my life. People in pajamas, some fat guy in a huge oversized sweatshirt on this hot day. It, it one woman with purple hair and the nose ring. It's like, you gotta be like, you look at this. Oh my God. This is not a jury. It, this would be a jury of my peers. If I, if my name was, you know, Amiri King, maybe, but this is uh like, this people aren't going to get you like, oh, like this is who's deciding this. This is crazy. I was there for literally five minutes when the judge ordered the jury out and had a sidebar. I guess she does this all the time. Like whenever she instructed every witness, you can't cry or show emotion because that will, because she's a pro defendant. And this is a little confusing because Karen Reed's a defendant and she's not very pro Karen Reed, but she's a pro underdog. Like, cause she was a former public defender. And I think in Karen's case, it's the rare situation where the, the, the Commonwealth is viewed as the underdog. Cause Adam Lally's retarded and Karen Reed is well-resourced and smart. And you know, she's better equipped than them. And the facts are on her side. So in this case, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, so they had a bunch of people in pajamas 
And this is what a witness told me. They definitely don't want to be there. It's obviously they're basically in their pajamas, some of them. That's Deb Canoni's fault. Or Deb Canoni. Bev Canoni. That's Bev Canoni's fault. You need to get them in line, Bev. You need to make sure that these people are coming to court every day. If, like, is it hard to institute a dress code? Just say, look it. You can't come in here in your pajamas. You can't. You got to take it seriously. If you allow this to happen like this and you don't allow the jury to hear a lot of shit that makes them, you know, make it seem like a human being died, like a man with two kids was killed and an elderly woman was killed in her home. If people can't cry and show those basic emotions and oh yeah, you can't wear any thin blue line stuff in her courtroom, except in the Michael, in the Karen Reed case, all those assholes with the justice for JJ shit are all wearing thin blue line stuff. So she's not allowing any of that in the courtroom. It's a fucking shit show. And first of all, why the fuck did it take five years? This is the Norfolk County district attorney's incompetence. Like five years it took to bring this case to fucking trial to put the family through this. They've been through enough. They've been through enough. 42 years old. He was two young kids. They've been through so much and you're going to put them through five years of no justice. And then when you finally have a trial, it's a fucking kangaroo court. Like shame on shame on Michael Morrissey again, completely incompetent. And obviously shame on Bev Canoni. She's a joke. Every time someone shows emotion, she stops them, tells the jury when someone shows emotion, you're not supposed to take that into consideration. She must have said it 15 times the other day. People that are very familiar with the court say they've never seen a judge like this. When I was in court for five minutes, I saw Cindy Chestnut get up and walk out like crying. She was so upset. They're putting her through literal fucking hell, this woman. And this is what like, so they've they've been deliberating now for over a week. And they keep asking the judge the, the last Thursday, the jury asked for reports or transcripts of testimony from four expert witnesses. We don't have access to them. The judge responded in a note. Oh, you don't have access to them. The transcripts. Why not? I mean, look at this. This picture says a thousand words, doesn't it? And that's what they're putting her through. Horrible. So anyway, um, there's Michael Morrissey, the asshole there. I mean, it's this, his failure too. Look at it. Doesn't he look like a drunkard? Oh, nice tie asshole. So a, a, now there's one juror holding out. There's 11 I'm being told for guilty and one who's holding out. And that juror apparently, by the way, two were already dismissed, including one who asked out a court officer, a female asked her out and you, you get kicked out for that because they're not taking it seriously. This jury, this jury's a joke. So this one juror is, is holding out and refusing to participate in deliberations. And instead of demanding that she do her job, she just sent the jury home. So now the chestnuts have to deal with another weekend of this not being resolved. They have to go to court again next fucking week. And she goes, all things considered, it doesn't make sense to deliberate today. Why not? I'm going to send you all home. Sure. It makes sense to the chestnuts. 
I do appreciate everyone's patience. This is a sensitive matter. It's a, who, what? Like, how about telling them to do their fucking job? One juror was brought to the sidebar five times and broke down in tears. How the fuck did she get chosen, this retired? And by the way, look who's called in as the WCVB legal expert to share his analysis. Brian Albert's stupid attorney, Greg Henning. <laughs> like, and do you think Greg Henning would ever use his legal analyst job to, I don't know, be critical of Judge Canoni? No, he can't. He can't because he has to kiss her ass if he wants the rulings to go his way in court. And this is just so corrupt how this shit all works. So that's what we're be dealing with on that front. It's fucking horrible what they're doing to this poor woman um, is what it is. So anyway, let me, uh, so here's what I was going to, like. I don't know if we had any other updates on the Canton thing. I do have a couple things I want to go over here. Um, if you guys are having joined this uh, justice for, and by the way, I did file a complaint with the post commission against Carl Dugall. More people should do that. Um, I still can't believe he made that post about like his feelings being art. Like what a fucking tool bag. But anyway, um, I, I made a post in the justice for Karen Reed and John O'Keefe group. All right. Sorry, I'm just reading. Um, and I asked earlier, where'd it go? About does anyone have any comments or questions? So I'm going to take some of these questions. Oh, no, we got to watch this video first, dude. You got to see this fucking video. Hold on. So this turtle ride, his name is Justin, and he did an experiment. He he took some meat out of his freezer, and he uh, basically beats the shit out of a taillight with it. You'll see. He explains it all there. Watch this. This is what happens. <laughs> uh, how can I make this full screen? This. All right, here we go. Watch this. This is funny. I've been in the freezer for most of my life. What we have here is a Toyota taillight, I believe out of a Toyota RAV4. And Lexus is also a Toyota product. And here we have these old back ribs that have been in our freezer for like two years. And I was like, ah, oh, we're not gonna eat them. And this is probably about as realistic as it can get. So for this test. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hit this taillight lens and see what it takes to crack it with the back ribs. All right, so let's start off slow. Just and then we'll time. move it up from there. What do you think? Sounds good. Okay, let's try it. <clears throat> yeah. That did not work. All right. The ground. It's not breaking. Look at this. This is what this case is doing to people. People are in their garage 
smashing up Toyotas with fucking two-year-old oh, meat. Right here. A little bit apart. Cracks in here too, probably from the uh, zip tie. Oh no! <laughs> Finally broke it, but it's not even like a big. Welcome, welcome to Turtle Boy. This is what we do here. There's a small crack. Oh, it blew apart. Beer bottle, take one. The beer bottle is going to break. Cracked? No, no cracks. No cracks. I don't want to break this beer bottle in my hand, though, either. Josh. Still not broken. Because when you think about it, it is absurd that a the taillight would even break at all. <laughs> I'm glad he did this experiment because it's kind of ridiculous to think the taillight would even break at all. Like, why would the taillight break? What's going on here? Okay. Like a taillight breaks when you hit something like, I don't know, sharp, I guess. And like, it's got to go at a real high rate of speed. Like John O'Keefe's hip <laughs> Whatever the fuck he hit. His hip wasn't bruised. So I guess I guess his head. So the taillight hit his head. So he's tying his shoe. Well, why is his head in the view of the. T- None of this makes fucking sense, obviously. And anyone with the brain can see it. I still can't believe it's happening. Um, but I made a post on here. Let's see if I can find it. And I asked, you know, do you have any questions? So let me go to it. Let me see if I can find it. Right, hold on. Right, um, okay, I found him. Commented on my post. Let's see. So let me read some questions here. So I said, since this is such an active group, is there anything you'd like me to address about this case in the live show tonight? Answer below or ask questions and I can respond to as many as I can. There will be lots of new stuff coming out in the weeks preparation so we got 145 comments i'm gonna read i'm gonna go through these as quick as i can i'm not gonna answer every question um because some of them i mean i i, I can't answer the quite the questions that have been asked a million times i can't uh, the most common question i'm seeing is like why did john go in the house okay we, we can't we can't relive that okay so anyway, we're just gonna jump right on this so let's see the first one says um did police hear care and make suicidal threats or did someone else report these threats to make her seem irrational? It's a good question. So it was not Karen. Um, it was Karen Reed's father, I believe. That's what I'm told is the one that heard her say that. So that is not made up. Now I could totally understand that. Of course, like your boyfriend just, he, he's dead. I mean, people say crazy shit. So when you say that she's involuntarily sent to the psych ward, but despite allegedly confessing at the scene over and over again, she's not arrested or charged. She's released. She goes back to the house. She goes back to Meadows Ave when she gets out at like noon. By then, I mean, that was the worst thing that happened to her because that's when the plotting took place. Those those five or six hours there, that's when the friends and family meeting started. That's when their uh, Lank is inside the house. That's when Proctor's inside the house. 
not good. Not good. So that's, uh, that's that. Okay. Next one. I'd like to know if Jen McCabe had an affair with Brian Albert would partially explain why she is so invested. So I have no, I never talked about that because I don't care. It really doesn't matter at all. It's not germane to the story. It doesn't add that much. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like she seems like a whore. She seems like a whore. Uh, if they do, they do. To me, it doesn't add much to the story. So I just never covered it. Uh, I want to know if Karen is exonerated or found not guilty. Will they go after the real killers? Well, first of all, the, the district attorney's office certainly will not. <laughs> and so if, if, if she's found not guilty, if this goes to trial, that's a bad thing for John O'Keefe. It's a good thing for Karen Reed in a sense because she doesn't go to jail, but it's a bad thing for John O'Keefe because he doesn't get justice. And it's kind of not a good thing for Karen Reed because that will continue in Canton with these people. Not that she gives a fuck about any of them, but like John O'Keefe's stupid fucking brother and all these Carl Dougals of the world, he'd be like, she got away with murder. Like that's going to be the narrative. So the people that will go after him be the feds. They're the ones impaneling the grand jury. And I think that uh, there's a follow-up question on that. Um, somebody said, I don't think that they will go after the cops too much risk, especially Proctor. Now they, they, they're not like dude, the feds aren't afraid of that. The feds will definitely go after if, if he's, if they have enough shit on him, which they should, they should get him. Um, let's see. Have you heard what any of the people in the home said on social media to family or friends about the night of the murder or has anyone been quiet? Uh, no, nothing like that. Uh, I'd like the only one that really goes out in public is Jen McCabe and Matt McCabe. I'd like to know more about the feds involvement. Wouldn't we all, what are they looking into exactly? What is the indictment and what the indictment by a grand jury would be for? Uh, so that would be actually, let me pull this up. So we don't know. We don't know what the grand, like what this would be, but I think we can assume that I think the target of this whole thing would have to be, and that's why this, I think it's taken so long because it's not, they're not just solving a murder here. Like, the people that killed John O'Keefe are not the only people that will go down for this. It's also the district attorney's office. So to go after the district attorney's office is unprecedented. And they have to find out what Adam Lally knew and when he did it and what stuff he intentionally did not turn over. Like, was he actively covering this up? They have to be able to prove everything. And the feds have such a good conviction rate that they are going to do their due diligence when it comes to that. So that's the best I can, you know, answer with that. Next is um, the tow truck driver and the Dayton officer who requested the tow would have both signed off on the motor vehicle inventory form, noted, noting items in the vehicle, money, dents, scratches, or broken lenses. Has anyone seen that form? No, we have not. Um, and we, Jeff Leary from fall river raw, uh, spoke on the phone and he posted his conversation with diamond towing the organization that the tow company that towed the car. Uh, and they report that the headlight wasn't broken. We're going to see in the future guys that like, the, like they got nothing on. First of all, the tail light shit. It's like, it shouldn't be smashed. First of all, why do they still have a car? And Ah, uh, the the tail light on the car is just completely. They've taken it all. It's gone. 
it's gone. <laughs> it's fucking gone. So, and, and there was no before and after pictures taken. Nothing. They got nothing. Proctor has nothing. Like, I don't know how they thought that this woman was going to go down for this. I think the plan was she wasn't. <laughs> the plan was they're going to just be like, oh, that bitch got away with murder. I think that was the plan to begin with. Um, I mean, and Brian's a former cop, so he would know better than anyone. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, let's see. Why is Sean up here in mass? Anything to do with the case? You'd have to ask Sean. Um, have you reached out to commissioner Cox? No, from Boston. No, I have not. Uh, let's see. I know Brian Nagel was interviewed, but what about the two other people in the car? That's a good question. So, uh, I, I believe they are saying the same story. I think one of them was his girlfriend at the time. They've since broken up, but I believe their story is all consistent. And I mean, I agree. Ryan Nagel is like, like he says, like, like uh, Sean said last week, one of the most important guys in this. Because Ryan Nagel, according to his own statement, he got to the house right after Karen. He saw Karen move up to where the flagpole is, which she did. She dropped him off in the driveway over here, right around here. And then Ryan Nagel pulls up behind her. So now she has to push her car down that way and sits out on the other side. And yeah, so she sits over, you know, over there. And Ryan Nagel says that he does not, he, he sees her by herself in her car. The interior lights are on. Most importantly, there's no sign of John inside the car or outside the car. He can only be in the house. Adam Lally has suggested <laughs> that she's actually, that Ryan, that he's actually in the car. He has no explanation for why that is. Maybe he rode in the back. I don't fucking know. Like maybe she's like a limo driver. Maybe he was given a roadhead. I don't know. But we'll see. Uh, so Ryan Nagel is the the best um, person because I mean when you think about it, Ryan Nagel could have easily said, "Yeah, I saw it. he was in the car." That changes everything if he's in the car. But he didn't even say that. So they got nothing. Anyway, I would like to know what color shirt he was wearing. Someone has stated orange and there's no way he wouldn't see an orange in the side. I think it was like white and navy, but don't hold me to that. And again, there was only one shoe found out there. And John had a hat on in the bar. He didn't have a hat on. The rest of the night, I mean, when he was found, there was no hat and there's no shoe. They find them both later though. Like that alone was grounds to search the house. They all use the same dentist. Good one. Uh, what will happen at the next court date? Well, you never know what the defense is going to show. The, the big thing is the gag order that's going to be on the agenda. And it's really a matter of like, it's an art for Alan Jackson and David Unetti and Liza Little uh, as far as coming up with what are they going to present to the court? What are they going to show this week? It's, it's really a mystery. Like the Canton library tape on May 3rd. That was the first time I ever heard of it. It was not in any sort of court filings prior to that. Nothing about the Canton. I hadn't seen anything about it, but yeah. Do you think there is no way that he dropped the charges because of the Brian Walsh case? 
Yeah, no, I, I think there is no way that the Norfolk County District Attorney's Office drops the charges. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. I'd like to know if, if anyone has recreated the crime scene with a dummy to prove what the prosecution has claimed. Example, speed at which he was hit, what safety features did the Lexus model have that would have prevented him from being hit? Um, were, at John, were John's injuries consistent with being hit by a car? So they did test out the Michael Proctor, tested out with the cars team. Did the brakes work and did the cameras work? And they did. And that's why she's being charged with murder. But they didn't test out like, would it break a fucking taillight? Which is really like the important part. So yeah, they didn't do any of that. Where was the other shoe? Yeah, the shoe was in the house, apparently, because it showed up there 12 hours later. Was he wearing a hat or jacket that night? He was now wearing a jacket. He was wearing a hat. Do we have any geo-tracking from the vehicle and or Karen's phone? So they have Karen's phone, so they can show us that. Why haven't they shown us that? Um, I would like to know when and how the Albert family got to be so feared and powerful in Canton. I have been here since 1963. Wow. But I was unaware. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I guess just oh, politics. Wouldn't we all like to know what time it was when Brian was told that John was on his lawn? And did any of the women Karen called looking for John Tell the homeowner about her calls. Okay, so let me address the first part of that. Brian Albert was allegedly, according to the narrative, made aware that the body was on his lawn on uh, when Jennifer McCabe came into the house, walked up to their bedroom and told them and woke them up from their slumber. Somehow they couldn't wake up from all the other shit. So Jen McCabe gave him a wake-up call. But of course, we know that she made, Jen McCabe made two calls to her sister at 6.07 and 6.08, in which she spoke to her for seven seconds and nine seconds and likely whispered something into the phone to the extent of, Karen Reed's here, don't come outside. The reason that Brian Albert could not come outside the house was because his face likely had scratches or marks on it, indicating that he had been in some sort of physical altercation with John O'Keefe. And that would have opened him up to a line of questioning. Uh, and so it was easier for him to stay inside. And obviously that makes him look extremely guilty, but so does selling your house and getting rid of your dog and replacing your basement floor. These people don't care. They know that they're protected. Okay. I read somewhere the initial taillight piece was found on scene by the cert team, but could not be connected to Karen's car. And that the only match was the pieces that Ken Berkowitz found true or false. Helene, I got, I got, she had a very good, let me see if I can find it. Post about this. Um, let me see if I can find her post. Give me one moment. Okay, I'm going to bring this up.
Yes, bringing that up here. Okay. So as she pointed out here, right? She says, and they wonder why we doubt them. And this is a great find by her when she found this. I'm like, this, this is why I like you people. You guys are good detectives. She says, and they wonder why we doubt them. First statement from Canton Police Report. These people go all through the fucking reports. This telling you, join this group. It's a great group. And they, she goes all, she reads all, because there's so many reports. But if you really dig through them, you start seeing all these inconsistencies. Like this one, I didn't even notice. First statement taken from Camp Police Report at the scene, January of 2022. Then the Commonwealth's motion on June of 2022, five months later, cracked, suddenly becomes cracked and missing pieces. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. So, this is the original one. Let me see if I can zoom in on this. The defendant had Miss McCabe look at all, look at the cracked taillight, which Miss McCabe described as the passenger side right rear taillight and cracked and missing pieces. That was in January. That was in June. But the original one, said, while driving to John's house, Karen stated to Jennifer, could I have hit him? Did I hit him? She never said that. Jennifer stated Karen told her about a cracked taillight on her vehicle, but not a missing piece. They added the missing piece shit. Well fucking done. Nice find. The only useful Helena in Canton. What a find that is. It's like they just add shit. Oh, they made something more accurate? Yeah, that's not how it works, dear. You don't just get to add shit. Like, oh, she said this here, and then we're going to add it on here. Oh, yeah, so she's just suddenly fucking remembered. And it's something that made the case stronger. It's fucking weird how that works. How about that? How about that? So, yeah, missing pieces. That part was added on. Oh, there's my Amiri King email. Okay, so a uh, couple other things here. Um, so Carl Dougal claimed, and this is one thing that stuck with me. He's like, why? Remember Carl said in his post, why is she suddenly, after 15 months, deciding to put this all out there? And this is how retarded Carl is. It's like stupid. So this here is from a motion in May of 2022. So Carl, this is after three months. Not 15 months. Karen, the things Karen Reed's attorneys have been saying, they've been saying the whole time, but no one paid attention. No one was listening. The media wasn't reporting on it because everyone just assumed she's going to take a plea, whatever. But no, ahead of Friday's hearing, Reed's defense attorney, David Yanetti, filed motions to gather further records and evidence. Prosecutor Adam Lally objected to two of Yanetti's motions, both for phone, data records, Google geofence data, and cell phone tower data. Both types of data, he told the Herald, would help to show who was at the scene and when and what their motives were during that night. Both motions were granted. This is back when the case was in Stoughton District Court before she had been upcharged for murder. So Judge O'Malley allows these to happen. And we're gonna I'm gonna show you the 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 transcript of that in a moment. Uh Reed's defense attorney said that the prosecution's case against his client is unraveling. 
On the other side of this, she's been unfairly targeted. He told reporters, we are not going to lay down and acquiesce to the police theory in this case because we believe the police theory to this case is wrong. So there you go. This isn't some new thing, Carl. Coral. They've been saying this the whole goddamn time, Coral. How about that? All right. Um, got a couple other things here to bring up. So I want to show you guys. Give me one moment to bring it up. Hopefully the static died down. All right. One minute. Give me one second. Um, Where the fuck did it go? Here it is. This is the one I want. So this is the transcript from a court date in May of 2022 in Stoughton District Court before Alan Jackson was involved. Before how long to die in cold, any of that shit. Before it's even in Dedham, before Bev Canoni is involved. And so here's the transcript. And this is about getting the geofence data. Geofence data would show who was in that house at what time. Basically, it would show was John O'Keefe in there, was Colin Albert there, what time did they leave, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There is zero reason for Adam Lally to oppose that because why would you object to that? Like she has a right to prove if she can prove that John O'Keefe was alive, then that's her defense. He was in the house, but Adam Lally has gone out of his way to prevent the defense from even pursuing that from day one, as we're going to see. So here's the transcript. So, um, Mr. Lally says to the extent that some of the exists that the same exists. So the only two that I have any issue with your honor is the preservation of the Google geofence data and the preservation of the tower dump, the EDR. So they've got the fucking EDR in May of 2022. There is certainly no issue with that. I've spoken to Mr. Yanetti in reference coordinating between experts for inspections of the vehicle. The EDR or anything to do with that vehicle is absolutely fine. Then there's the Rule 17 motion for some records from Toyota. I don't have any issue with those. So I believe the only issue we really need to be heard on is the preservation of the Google Geofence data and the tower dump records. The judge says, all right. I appreciate the comments position. It's really your motion, so you go first. And that's so David United says, thank you, judge. Um, then he says, First, dealing with the motion for preservation of Google geofence data in terms of what it is, Judge, that Google maintains records of all wire and electronic communications, specifically cell phones, that exist within a certain location. There's a treasure trove of information available from Google, but unfortunately, pursuant to federal statute, only available to the government. I cannot get a court order for this information. Only the government can do that. So he's asking the court, can you let me see the geofence data that will show who was in that house at what time? And the information that will come from that would be a list of all cell phones that were in the area of 34 Fairview, including people inside the house, people outside the house, all during the relevant time period, midnight. Um, 
all during the relevant time period from midnight till about 6.30 a.m. that day. It would show specifically which cell phones attempted and potentially failed to hook onto a Wi-Fi system. Okay. It would show location data so we would know if Officer John O'Keefe went to the door of 34 Fairview, and we would know if he entered that residence. We would know if he was inside at the time he entered. We would know how long he was in there for. And we would know when his body wound up on the property and for how long it was there for. This is crucial evidence. I'm the one asking for it. The defense is asking for this data because I believe it's going to be exculpatory and prove she's innocent. I believe it's going to conflict with the official police narrative in this case, which blames my client. I guess I would ask, what is the Commonwealth afraid of? Very good question. Why would they not? Because they're the only ones who have control of this data with regard to this court. Why would they not contact Google to say, please preserve that data so it's not lost? What are they afraid of? And the same thing with regard to the tower dump evidence. This is an alternate way of getting really the same evidence. The closest cell phone would reveal what phones were inside 34 Fairview, which ones were turned on, which ones were turned off. Uh, we know that Officer John O'Keefe had a cell phone on him. We would be able to track his movements as soon as he entered that zone. We would also know from the tower dump evidence if he went inside the residence, how long he was there for and how long his cell phone. So again, if John O'Keefe did not go in the house, which the prosecution claims he did, then what the fuck do you care? Wouldn't this just prove that they're on a fishing expedition, that the defense is crazy? Why not? Why would you ever oppose such a thing? So the two, the tower dump and the geofence data would correspond to each other, corroborate each other and provide evidence that is absolutely crucial to this case. And so again, with regard to the tower dump evidence, I ask, what is the DA's office afraid of? It's just my asking the court to order the DA's office to make sure that this evidence is preserved. So all they're asking is like, can the can you order the district attorney to tell Google to preserve the geofence data? Because the, the defense can't do that. Only a government body can order them to do that. And so David Unetti is asking the court to do that. So, um, and they go on, they're like, okay, well, do their best to make sure. All right, well, maybe request... I'm a little hyperbolic, but they can make their request judge. And all it takes is a letter, an email, a connection with somebody at Google because they're entitled to this data. I can't get it yet. And to that extent, judge, that is really, uh, that it really is in their care, custody or control. They control it. I can't get it. It's clearly relevant. It's not only irrelevant, it's going to be highly exculpatory. And I'm not afraid of what's going to go in a show. So the defense is never afraid of like, this stuff that if, if she was guilty, why would they want this evidence that would prove that she killed John O'Keefe? I'm not afraid of what it's going to show. I want it preserved. I want the ability to get it later. And if this court, in case this is in superior court, which it will be a month later. Uh, and then the court says, Mr. Lally, just so I can frame it, it appears that all it is is a motion asking you to request the information. Mr. Lally says, my understanding is it's just to request the preservation of the information. Correct. And I think that Mr. Yanetti's presentation presumes a little much as far as what that data would eventually be able to show. I don't think we can pinpoint down to a foot or wherever different people's phones were. Different people were in that location. So then, so you're opposing this because it might show because you don't think it's going to be accurate enough. They're already, he's already starting. He, he knows that if he gets this phone data, he knows what it's going to show. And that's why he's opposing it. He says as much right here. 
Oh, well, that's not reliable. He's already, he knows what it's going to show. And he's already starting with this BS with like, that's not, you can't count on that stuff. That's not reliable. My concern, and it's certainly nothing that I'm afraid of. Eh, you sure about that? My concern is that it almost seems as a posit as the defense is essentially trying to direct the Commonwealth's investigation. Yes, they are. Because you won't do your fucking job. And so that's what it comes down to. He's just like, why are you guys being doing the investigation? That's our job. Well, you're not investigating anyone. He's like, you're only looking at Karen Reed. You need to look at these other people. So immediately, so Carl has been going on for quite some time. You fucking retard. I don't find any of this information is relevant. Of course. Oh, that's oh, shut the fuck up. It's not something that I would be pursuing in this type of case. We know that because you're bad at your job. It's just not information that really is relevant or germane. It's not germane or relevant. If John O'Keefe was inside the house, seems a little bit germane to me. But as far as if this court is, is inclined to allow it, just in reference to us, you know, sending a preservation notice to the various companies and the judge is like, yeah, that's it. Can you just tell them to preserve it? Well, yeah, we can certainly do that. Okay. I would just also note that it's not information that's in the care, custody, and control of the Commonwealth. And Mr. Yanetti has failed to cite a single case supporting what he's requesting the court to order the Commonwealth to do. My assumption there is because there is no case point case on point and there's no case law to just preserve the fucking shit. But if the court's inclined, the Commonwealth will certainly send preservation notice to the various providers. The judge says, yeah, I don't know whether it's relevant or not at this point, but the presentation from the defendant's position is that it might be, and it's not in your care, custody and control. Then they're not asking you to produce it. They're asking you to simply request that the data be preserved. That's my understanding of the motion as well. It's not the way I initially read it, but that's my understanding now. Okay, good job. Second, third time's a chart. Yeah, given that, uh, given the crux of the motion, they're asking the Commonwealth to request preservation of the data. I'm going to allow it, each one. So basically, they got what they wanted there. But they, you know, they're immediately opposing it. You know, Lally immediately opposes it. It's like, why are you? So they've been shady from the beginning. Now, another thing that all the morons bring up is, the ring video from, from one Meadows because, okay, there is ring video missing from when Cameron Reed comes back into the house. There's ring video of her leaving the house, but it's missing. But who's got the ring video? The Commonwealth does. Michael Proctor's got it. And I would like to point out that this whole thing about like, okay, so the, the, what the critics will say is that Karen Reed killed John O'Keefe with her car Broker, broker taillight came back to the house and pulled into the driveway. And in doing so, the ring video would show her taillight was cracked because she just killed John O'Keefe and that video is gone. That's what they're saying. But if you look at the driveway in the video, when, when she would have pulled into the, the garage, you, the ring video wouldn't see the taillight. Think about it. You wouldn't see the taillight. It pulls it unless she, backed into it, which she doesn't do. She goes head first, like a normal person in the garage. And she, it's like, so it, you, it wouldn't even show it. Secondly, there, they say that, Oh, what her dad, her dad went upstairs with her and they went on the computer and they deleted it. 
Um, no. First of all, Karen had shit there. She like lived there. She slept there most nights. She was leaving. She's getting her shit, packing it up and leaving. Cause the mother is making her feel uncomfortable. Dummy, dumb Peggy O'Keefe. Dumb, dumb. It's like, Oh, I think it was a car. Karen's been in, keep me on. Karen was in the hospital from seven to 12. Gets out, goes to one meadows. Now this time the Karen Reed killed her with a car narrative has spread like wildfire. So Peggy O'Keefe is buying into it. And Michael Proctor's got his fingerprints all over this now. And so that they start with this whole Karen Reed did it. So she goes upstairs, packs her shit and gets the fuck out. And of course the retards are like, dude, they deleted the ring footage. Uh, first of all, stupid. How ring works is you can find out who logged on and deleted anything. Like you, it's not a fucking mystery. You could, if she deleted it, it's not, it takes two seconds to prove that. So show which device deleted it. Show that it was that family computer that did it. Show that it shouldn't be hard. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so of course they can't do that. So they'll, they, uh, but more importantly, when it comes to that ring footage, there has been one side who has been trying to get these. I pulled up three separate. Um, let me I guess here. Pull them off in one sec. All right. Um, All right, so I got a couple motions here. Which date is this from? Uh, the defendant's motion to compel discovery. Okay, here it is. Let me pull this one up. So this is the defensions, the ring. This is from September of 2022. The defense is asking for all documents related to chain of custody or the logging of evidence prepared by law enforcement in connection with this case, including uh, the Kent Police Department and the state police, all 911 call logs and dispatch records. All call logs, tapes, and complete recordings of the 911 relating to the incident, including a complete copy of the Jennifer McCabe 911 call. Wait till you hear that. All crime scene photographs and or videos taken in connection with this case. Okay. Including the metadata associated with these photographs. Photographs of all physical evidence collected in connection with this case. All communications between and among any law enforcement agents from Canton PD and state police and any percipient witnesses in this case, including but not limited to Brian Albert, Nicole Albert, Jennifer McCabe, Matt McCabe, Brian Higgins, Caitlin Albert, Colin Albert, Ryan Nagel, Julie Nagel, Carrie Roberts, and or Julie Albert between January 29th and the present. So I think that one gets denied. If it's got a circle on it, it gets denied. 
allowed was the ones that are not circled. Okay. Um, and this is Bev Canoni. So she denies all this shit, all this. She allows the other stuff, but all this stuff gets denied. And how about this is when she allowed a copy of all ring video surveillance footage stored on Mr. O'Keefe's device, which captures the exterior of his residence at One Meadows Ave. So if, why is, so let me get this straight. They're trying to hide ring video footage that they're requesting in court. They're fucking requesting it. They're obviously not. They're the ones that fucking want it, stupid. Oh my God. How about this one? Here's another motion. February 3rd of 2023, Carl. Motion for production of search warrant and missing ring video. On October 5th, Judge Canoni ordered the Commonwealth to produce a copy of all ring video surveillance. She granted that motion stored on Mr. O'Keefe's device almost a year ago. On November 14th, having not received all of the ordered video recordings, the undersigned counsel emailed Adam Lally for production of all the ring videos. On January 5th, the entire defense team participated in a Zoom conference with Lally, informing him of the discovery of material that was still outstanding. So this is what the judge orders that Lally hand over all the ring videos and all this shit. He just doesn't do it. He just does like this is the wildest shit about this is even the shit that Judge Canoni has demanded that he hand over. They never got the geofence data. That never that was over a fucking year ago. They just never got it. Just never got it. And now, now it's the judge's job in this case to be like, okay, where is it? Hand it fucking over. That's when the judge comes in, acts as the referee, and tells them, we've ordered you to hand this over. Hand it over. I have requested the 911 call. They, they rejected it because they said it's an ongoing investigation, but I may have, I may have it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what. See what it comes up with. Anyway. Um, so he just doesn't hand it over. During that meeting, Lally revealed to counsel. For the first time that investigators had obtained and executed a search warrant for ring videos. So they, okay. He informed counsel that he would produce the requested materials by January 16th. He never did. On January 5th, attorney Little emailed ADA Lally to confirm that he would be producing the ring video search warrant. On January 16th and to date, the defendant has received, has yet to receive the ring search warrant and the complete production from ring. It is clear that some of the video surveillance is missing and has not been provided. There are, there are videos that have been produced which depict O'Keefe's vehicle in different positions. Yet no videos of the vehicle having been moved in the interim. Given that ring cameras are motion activated, there are videos still to be provided. I mean, this is wild. When you go through all, this is all public, this shit. And you're like, 
they have been handed, they've been told to hand over these videos and all this evidence, and then they just don't. They just, Adam Lally just doesn't do it, doesn't return emails. And it's just like, this dude is so fucking shady. Here's another one. Here's another motion. This is the Commonwealth's proposed procedure stored on cell phones, February 2nd, 2022. They got a warrant on her cell phone. So remember, this is another thing all these retards say. Why did she, when she handed over her phone, when she handed over her phone, the she didn't have the pass. She changed the passcode. They can't get on the phone, bitch. They don't need a phone. They don't need a passcode. First of all, it's untrue. Secondly, you don't need a passcode because they got a fucking warrant. They got a fucking warrant for it. <laughs> they went and she never once objected to them going through her cell phone because that's what innocent people don't mind. Brian Albert sure objects to it. He, he does not want you looking at his phone. But innocent people like Cameron Reed? No. So, again, this is basically, yeah. And it shows, so this is their application for the warrant. Explains why they want the warrant, all this shit. And then, let's see. Proposed protocol. In light of the above... The Commonwealth proposes the following procedure for reviewing digital evidence seized from the defendants pursuing a search warrant in order to protect against disclosure of privileged communications between the defendant and attorney. The, the search will be conducted by a forensic examiner. The Commonwealth had initially proposed Mark Walsh of the Cyber Crimes Unit being fully qualified. Okay. So, yeah. No problem. No problem. They have no problem with her looking through the goddamn cell phone. So, there's that. Okay. Got a couple. All right. Um, I mean, the hair and the glass. That's the. There's a glass on the rear quarter panel. Uh, so it's a riddle. A little piece of fucking glass stayed on a quarter on 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 the Lexus bumper, basically. Somehow it became embedded in it. How the fuck does a piece of glass get embedded in a plastic bumper? What? Sh show me that. Show me the physics of that. And obviously, that means Karen Reed fucking killed him. Right. You know what else I have? I have Colin Albert's phone number. Should I call him? I've never called Colin. We got to get Colin on the phone. I'm calling Colin right now. Let's do it. Hope this fucker answers. Colin, don't answer. They're all texting him. Will he answer, you think? Please leave your message for 7819640856. Yo, Colin, it's Turtle Boy from them Advantage Boys. Bang, bang! Bang, bang! 
Yo, we'll fuck any of you dogs up. Yo, you challenge my boys, them advantage boys to a fight, dog. And we we about that life, son. We about that life. Yo, we from Sharon, son. Yo, y'all kitten bitches ain't hard, yo. Us Sharon bitches, us advantage boys. Nobody be fucking with us and shit, dog. So, yo, call me back. No, but seriously, it's Eden Carney from Turtle Boy Daily News. I just want to know, um, were you the one who killed John O'Keefe or was that your uncle Brian who hit him first, who hit him with the back of the head with the thing? Are you worried that you're going to go to jail for the rest of your life? Um, and that you won't be able to play football at Bridgewater state next year. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Your, your dad kicked me out of your pizza shop and I didn't get to eat his mediocre chicken parm. So I just wanted to know if you could talk to me about that and maybe you could tell me, maybe you and I could go for a ride. We could find them advantage boys. Bang, bang. I don't know. So give me a call when you get this. Bye. Let's see if he calls back. I don't know. Okay. Um, so I, the, you heard the number, so you can replay it if you want to hear the number. That's Colin's number. Okay. Um, dude, I'm going through some shit. I got more pictures of Colin, too. Let me see what we got for pictures here. What do I want to bring up? else can i bring up here oh the fuck have you guys seen the proctor video of him changing diapers somebody i don't know where you people find this shit that i fucking hate proctor it's such a passion bang bang Um, all right. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's still coming out. That's why I told you to wait. Can you help me? <laughs> oh, come on, help me. Super dad. Yeah, screenshot that. Okay. So, yeah, what an asshole, huh? What an asshole. It, it pisses me off what he did to those kids, his own kids. How can you do that? How can you participate in a criminal conspiracy like this, knowing you have two little boys that look up to you? It's like, by the balls, but you just wanted to be cool, didn't you? You just wanted to impress Brian fucking Albert. So you framed an innocent woman, and now you can burn in hell. Here's another picture I got. I haven't shown anyone this picture before. Bang, bang. So here is, um, this is, on, this is the day that, um, John O'Keefe was killed or the, the day before this, um, Brian Albert's there on the left and they, they went to New York city to, uh, you know, honor a cop who had died or something down there. What he really wants to do is just get dressed up, put on his fucking uniform there and be like, yeah, just take some shots, network with some other cops. And the cop in the back there is Eddie Hernandez, the guy he punches <laughs> uh, at another Christmas party. They work together in the fugitive unit. Here's another picture. There's Albert, obviously, on the left. 
then on the far right, there is Eddie Hernandez. So there they are. I mean, he's not, I mean, Hernandez is a big dude. Think of what fucking he could do to John O'Keefe, you know, with Tim and Colin beating on him. Uh, I found this out too. I posted this in the group. Little shit like this. Like, look at it. Um, do I have the other one? So check this out. So this is, um, it says on January 29th at approximately, this is Proctor's report at approximately 1130, Sergeant Bukaki and I requested to speak with Jennifer McCabe and Matthew and her husband, Matthew both agreed to speak with us. We first spoke with Jennifer. Okay. So she tells her whole story there. It's 1130. Now that's number five. It's bullet number five. Look at this. Then they put bullet number six to make it seem like it's like the reader thinks you assume it's in chronological order, right? Like five, six, seven. So you interview her at 1130 at the friends and family meeting. And then at, uh, and then you, you went to the hospital, right? But no, this happens on January 31st. So why the fuck is that in between that and this? Because down here on January 29th, at approximately 12.15, we conducted our interview of Matt McCabe. So a minute ago, they interviewed Jen McCabe at 11.30. So you didn't, interview, you didn't interview them all together? So you're in her house where the Alberts were too. And you, where'd you bring her in the bathroom? Private, like you, did you separate them? So you talked to her for 45 minutes? And then you talk to Matt McCabe. It's little shit like this. Like he, this is Proctor going out of his way to make it seem like there's nothing shady going on here at all. There was no friends and family meeting. I brought them all in and spoke to them one-on-one bitch. They were all in the living room together. You're all planning this shit. Here's another report. John was wearing a baseball hat, but he wasn't having one outside. He didn't have one on outside. So where's the fucking hat? Why don't you search the house for it? Wearing a hat with the curved visor. By the way, this, the woman on the left there, um, that's Kevin Reddington's daughter. So that's Reddington's daughter, who uh, Reddington is, I assume he costs a lot of money. He defended, he's the most interesting person in this whole fucking story, I swear to God. I'm, I'm fascinated by Reddington. Um, but anyway, so he uh, represents, he is, um, that's his daughter. So basically he takes on Jim McCabe as like a favor to her. And I don't know if he's still representing her. We're, we're still trying to figure that out because he wants to meet me for coffee. We're, we're having a coffee date, him and I, in the near future. I swear to God. I swear to God. Um, what else do I have here to show you guys? We haven't even gotten to the whole pedo thing. There's a pedo aspect to this too. And Chris Albert, I got to get into that. Um, what else do we have? Oh, we got some more pictures here. I mean, of, I mean, every, I got, where's the fucking picture?
Give me one sec to pull it up. No, it's not the one. Where is it? Here it is. <laughs> I mean, every fucking picture. Look at this one. I've never shared this picture before. So this is, uh, there's Colin Albert right there. Every fucking picture with the middle fingers. There's Jen McCabe's stupid kid. I think that's an Albert. There's somebody, there's a picture of her with him. Uh, what else do we got here? So this woman is going to uh, come into play. All right, no, that's not the one. What is this saying? Carl Dugall was one of the fucking pallbearers at the funeral. I did not know that. Okay. Um, look at these pictures. Every fucking picture. Bud Light. I mean, the Bud Light right in front of him is just so perfect. Like Schmitz gay. Might as well say Schmitz gay. What's this picture? There's more Colin. I mean, every, every hardo picture with this dude. Anyway, I love this picture. Somebody made this meme. <laughs> Who's next on the daily king? <laughs> you guys make the best memes. You really do. You do. Okay. Um, am I missing anything else here that I need to cover? What's this picture? Oh, there's Jen and Caitlin Albert. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, am I missing anything else here that I need to cover? Um, so we're, I have so much shit, man. I don't even know where to start, but we're going to see in those pictures I just showed you, there's a girl by the last name of Seaman who's going to come into the story too, that I haven't even gotten to. Cause I haven't even gotten to the whole fake corporation that was created by Michael Proctor and the Alberts to help cover up their crimes. Haven't even got to that yet. So we're going to get to that. We haven't gotten to the, 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 the Chris Albert. He's not a pedo. He's got a buddy that might be. And the buddy has a son that is dating a McCabe. Like it's fucking crazy. It's absolutely fucking crazy. It never ends in this goddamn town. So let me read if there's any more questions from that group real quick. Um, the tow truck driver's phone call stating no damage. Yep. Talked about that. Um, updates on the 911 call. Has anyone heard it? Uh, hmm. Hmm. No comment. But, but if there was a 911 call that I'd heard, I bet, I bet it would be four minutes long because that's how long Jen McCabe was on the phone with 911 according to her phone log. And if Jen McCabe is telling the truth, then that would certainly pick up audio of Karen Reed yelling, Oh my God, I hit him. Did I hit him? Oh my God, I hit, did I hit him? That would certainly get picked up, right? Because that's what she said that she was screaming. And, but if I were to guess, if I were to guess that if there's a 911 tape out there, if I were to guess, I think that it would show Karen Reed in a state of literal hysteria, screaming, 
crying, running around, and being as authentic as possible. If you heard it, if if it did, that you would hear Karen Reed freaking out. And that if you were to hear it, you'd be like the only two people in this tape who don't know or who did know that John O'Keefe was going to be there or Kerry Roberts and Jim McCabe. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing because I bet if you hear the tape that they sound extremely calm. I bet they, I bet they do. And I bet Karen is freaking out. I bet they do. I bet that's what happens. And as a matter of fact, if I look back at Jennifer McCabe's call logs, I bet that she makes a call at 607 to Nicole Albert. And I bet she says something and I bet it might've been caught on tape. I'm just guessing. I'm just fucking guessing that that would be my guess. So I don't know. And I bet when that comes out, Oh boy. I'm just guessing. I'm making an educated guess. I don't know nothing. I'm just guessing. So that's it. Okay. Um, next. Uh, why is Brian, Brian Higgins referred to as BH in documents? What are the text messages between John and Higgins and Karen in I don't know. I've never seen that. First time hearing that. How did they move the body to the front of the house without leaving a trail of blood? That's a great question. And again, that's going to be answered too. Because they didn't. I don't think they did. I think there might be some evidence coming out in the future. I'm guessing. Now, if I were Brian Higgins, here's what I would do. You got a body in the house. It's bleeding everywhere. Okay. You can't take the body out and drag it across this lawn in back of me because it's going to leave a fucking trail of blood, right? All across the lawn. So what I would do is I would look at this house here and I'd be like, hmm, well, look at this house. So you got a body that's right here. Okay. And you're like, what are we going to do with it? Well, how about this? We got cars in the garage, don't we? How about we take the body and we drag it into the garage and we throw it in Brian Albert's Ford Edge. We throw it in there. It's going to get some blood in there. We're going to have to clean it up. And then we back out of the driveway and then we go to where Matt McCabe and Jen McCabe saw her sitting for 10 minutes. And we just dump it right there. And as an added bonus, the car will block what we're doing in case the ring cameras at 31 and 33 Fairview catch us. I'm just guessing. That would make sense, wouldn't it? That's what I would do if I was Brian Albert. And I bet, I'm, I'm going to bet, I'm going to guess that in the future, that is exactly what's going to be proven to have happened. I'm just guessing. And I'm guessing that it probably happened somewhere between, I don't know, three and four, or maybe a little, I don't know, maybe we're on that. Because we know that Sarah Levinson 
and Julie Nagel. They wouldn't lie. When they said that, and Matt McCabe and Jennifer McCabe, when they all testified and said that there was no body on the lawn, they wouldn't lie about that, would they? So there must have been no body on the lawn. They left at 1.47 a.m. There's no body. But I bet you if a plow driver by the name of Brian Lucky Lawfren went by, and I bet you he would have noticed whether or not there was a body there. And I bet you if he did notice a body, he would have said something about it. And I bet you in a moment of honesty, he might have told some people that there was no body. And I bet you in a moment of honesty, he might have said that someone contacted him that morning and asked him to be there. I bet you. I, that's just what I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I got no proof of this. I, got, I have certainly not shown any evidence and I certainly don't possess any evidence to show any of these things. Where, where would I get that from? I don't have anything like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just making an educated guess about so keep doubting me. So keep doubting all the haters. Keep doubting me because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just making this shit up as I go along. I'm full of shit. I'm a grifter. Give me your money. Give me your money. I'm make. I'm covering for Karen Reed. Uh, she's a fucking crazy murderer. Oh, you got me. I'm so guilty. Busted. So just I'm full of shit. Nothing I said right there was real. Nothing I said was real. Not. It's all fucking made up. So there's that. Okay. Next. Um. What next? What uh, are the solo cups of snow and blood retrieved from where exactly? From a neighbor's house, I'm told. Uh, is there footage of John had a jacket on when leaving the bar? Yes, there is footage of John leaving the waterfall bar, and that footage does not show him wearing a jacket. So I believe he doesn't wear a jacket. So he's got a long sleeve on. But again, if you were the police. The police, when they arrive at six o'clock, they hadn't viewed the waterfall footage. So would you not assume he had a coat in the house? Would you not assume that? What is the reasoning why they didn't find both shoes during the first sweep of the area? It's like saying, what's the reasoning why they didn't find taillight or a hat? Yeah. So there is no reasoning to answer that question. That's a great question. They have no answer for that. I guess the Cannes Police Department is incompetent because they missed all of that. And the state police found it after a foot of snow had fallen. Interesting. Will we be able to hear the 911 call in due time? I'm sure of it. Um, was Brian Albert, why is Brian Higgins at the waterfall? Yes. Brian Higgins, there's video of him and Brian Albert wrestling and pushing each other and play fighting at about 1145 at the water bar. Some people say that they are reenacting what they're about to do to John O'Keefe. I think they're just meatheads. That's all I got to say about that. Next. Um, who called Canton dispatch and reported Kat Karen was making suicidal statements. We've been over that. Um, Stata of the FOIA requests, uh, still waiting. They have like 10, like, I think like five more days or something like that. Now that you have a Lexus SUV, I'd like to personally volunteer myself to help recreate the alleged crime scene. <laughs> so you want me to run you over your car, Victoria? Okay. Interesting. 
uh, with my car, rather. I'd like to know more about the judge, the DA, and the state police. Okay. We all know Karen's innocent and John was murdered, but is there enough? Is there enough to convict the people in the house? Uh, oh, I'm sure. The cell phones. If you just if they do their job and they get their cell phones, of course there's gonna be enough to convict. They're gonna place John in the house. Somebody's got to go down for that. John's Apple Health records show movement stopped at 12:31, then pick up again at 6:04 when he was found unconscious. Who had his phone between 6:15 and 11:56, and why was there so much activity? Michael Proctor had his phone. Proctor, Proctor. Um, is there another grand jury for the Albert McCabe and Proctor one? Yes, so there's two grand juries. There's the grand jury that indicted Karen Reed. And then there's the federal grand jury at Moakley Courthouse that Jen McCabe and several others got subpoenaed to. When is the criminal crawl you promised? So uh, the, the, the rolling rally is either going to be on Friday the 21st or Saturday the 23rd, as somebody pointed out, it's more people could probably make the Saturday one, but the district attorney's office won't be open that day. So I haven't decided yet. Let me know in the comments. Wh what do you think we should do? Should we do the rolling rally? I'll read the comments right now. Should we do the rolling rally protest where we go house to house protesting? The district attorney's office will not be open on Saturday. That's the only thing. Should we do it on Friday or on Saturday? Let me know. Has Dateline contacted you? Not yet. Let's see. Friday. What else are people saying? Shall I, I'll just put up a poll question. No. So many fucking windows open here. Um, start a poll. Should we do the rolling rally protest Friday or Saturday? Friday, Saturday. Okay. Not right, so. Feel free to ask to vote on that. Okay, uh, what, uh, next question here. I'd like to hear who folks think happens to a person in that capacity over six hours and temperatures hovering where they were. The science is impossible. I like to, I agree. Um, and let's see, who stayed at Brian Albert's house that night? Good question. That could have helped moved the body. Uh, uh, Brian Higgins not sleep over as far as we know, but with, ooh, Brian Higgins was there that night. I, we believe Brian Higgins clocked into the Canton police department to give himself an alibi and then came back and helped his buddy move the body. That's what we think. So, and we, and it's Brian Albert jr. Slept there. There's no other explanation of where he would be. 
and Caitlin Albert. They claim she left at 12.15 with her boyfriend, Tristan, but well, we'll see. That's very convenient. I've been following this since the beginning. I didn't realize until recently that Jen mentioned in a police report that she saw Karen's car drive away and thought they just went home. Ever since I read it the other day, I've been wondering how no one is bringing this up. Oh, people bring this up all the time. That's the how long to die in cold thing. Yeah. She said that she thought they went home. So there's that. If the basement floor was dug up and suddenly the pool was filled in, why isn't anyone looking into this? We don't know what the feds are looking into. Could you possibly bring up who you were looking most forward to watching their demise? Albert, Brian Albert, Colin Albert, Gemma Cabe, Brian Higgins, Michael Proctor. Uh, Michael Proctor, I think I want to see go down the most, followed by Gemma Cabe, followed by Brian Albert. Like, just Brian, Michael Proctor offends me the most. Oh, and Adam Lally, fucking, and Michael Morrissey, all of them. How can 10,000 people see through the, this, the BS, but the DA can't? Oh, the DA can. They're doing this on purpose. Uh, this says Lunchbox thinks Karen went back to Fairview Road before going to Jen's house the morning after. What supports that? Karen's phone? If she did, doesn't that mean the defense could say the taillight lens fell uh, after backing into the car? They're trying to say that they're trying to say that she went back to Fairview road to like, see if the body was there, which makes no sense. And then she went to Jen McCabe's. So how does that make sense? I think they're saying that because they want to be like, that explains how Karen was the only one to see the body. It's just like, so what was she going to do if the body wasn't there? Like, <laughs> did he crawl somewhere? Like it makes nothing about this makes sense. There is no plan. I thought Julie Nagel was there with teens and Ryan was a teen. Is there a copy of her interview? Has her phone records been examined? No, of course not. She's a key witness. Yeah, of course not. Why not text back and say, I'm staying? Was she sent out to get rid of her brother and friends? I think she was. I think by that point, John was already getting the shit kicked out of him. So she went outside. It's like, oh, I'm just going to stay here. Okay. Why didn't Brian Albert come out of the house? Yeah, that's a million dollar question. Why didn't first responders knock on the door of the house where a body was found? Great question. How do we know the feds are involved? Because Kevin Reddington has admitted that his client has been grand juried. And we've got sources that have told us that. It's been stated in open court. Can you ask all the quiet people that knew John why they won't say anything? Are they afraid of alienation? That's a great question. I don't know why. A lot of people are like, law enforcement. I talk to people in law enforcement that think this is screwy. It's like, why don't they say something? Carl Dougal says something like, why is, why is Carl saying something? And you're not, what are you worried about? Carl's clearly not worried. So what are you worried about? Was Carl's sports car parked in the garage? 
It is, it is like anybody's garage I know. One side is full of stuff, another has a car. That's what I think they use the tree line. I know Carl's car was parked in Mansfield at Karen Reed's house. <laughs> he was stored her his fucking car there for free at Karen Reed's house for like six months and contacted David Yanetti to get it back. Yeah. So Carl was using her. Like, you're so disgusted by her, but I'll keep my car at your fucking house. Sure. So anyway, that's all the questions there. Let me read a couple turtle chats here. We've got one from Half Hammer sends $5. Says the guy calls you a pedo and then sends you video of his daughter. Yeah, that was weird. That's not the win you think it is. Good point. Uh, another one from Bob sends 25. Says you're doing such a community service to the town of Canton. You have exposed the bad guys in town and the lack of justice in Norfolk County. It's such a cabal. We would never have known how deep the corruption. Thanks from a lot of us. My pleasure, Bob. Sounds like you're from Canton. So definitely appreciate that, sir. Um, do we have any turtle chats here? Okay. Uh, do we have turtle chats? Let me see. I don't want to miss anyone. Nope. Okay. No new ones. If anyone else wants to send me one dollar sign, uncle turtle boy on cash app or click at the link at the top. If not, we'll call it. Okay. Anyone else have any more questions? They want to ask fire away. If you do good audience, man, we got uh, 1124 on YouTube. We got 248 still on rumble. Um, Yep. Uh, Snakel says the Duxbury gym teacher who was fired for inappropriate actions with student lives in Canton and is close friends with the McCabe's. Exactly. Exactly. We're going to get to that. I just saw the title Amiri King wanted to fight you. I used to follow him on Facebook before he was banned. Yeah. Go watch the. It's a good one. Go watch that. All right. Anybody else have any other questions they want to ask before we call it a night? Is there a strategy on why you're keeping the evidence you have from us? Um, yes, there is a strategy, but it's not mine. And, and keep in mind, like as a journalist, like when people give you stuff off the record, you can't ethically share that stuff. So anything, but if they like, let's suppose somebody wants you to know something. So you understand what's happening here, but they don't, um, they can't allow you for certain very good reasons to share that information yet. Everything is a strategy with court. That's all I'm saying. Who took down the sign on the proctor's lawn? We don't know who put that up. Like there are rumors that Proctor himself put that up, which would be wild and bold. But there's also rumors that uh, they did not, that somebody put that on there. I have no idea. Uh, no, I don't think there's going to be like OJ. Somebody's going down for this.
Oh, I've been keeping track. There's like, and, and there's no, like, you know what I did think of the other day? What is, um, like, what is Carl Dougal and Paul O'Keefe going to do when Jen McCabe and company are indicted? What are they going to do? Can anyone tell me that? Like, are they going to suddenly be like, oh, wow. Sorry, Karen. Will they support the prosecution of Jen McCabe? Or will they say Jen McCabe is not in it? Like, that's going to be very interesting to see what Paul O'Keefe and Carl Dougal do when Jen McCabe and Brian Alber and all these assholes get indicted. Because, like, will their pride not allow them to just say, oh, shit, my bad. Because they're going to look very stupid. They're going to look very stupid. So I've thought about that. So, like, if, if they say that they're going to be, like, if they say that those guys are being framed, that means they're not going to support the prosecution. So they're going to be against the federal prosecution of these people. That would be wild. I don't know. I had a discussion with some people about this the other day. We disagree about what's going to happen. I think that they will support the prosecution, but they will be too prideful to ever say sorry to Karen Reed. But that's okay. I'm sure she doesn't give a fuck about them. I'm sure she said goodbye to those assholes a long time ago and understands that she will never see or talk to any of them again and she's better off. Okay. Anyone else have any other questions before we call it a night? Do I think the basement will be luminoled? Um, I don't know. Does the prosecution have the same info you have? I don't think the prosecution has some of the shit that I have. What evidence do you think you have? Do you, what evidence do you have the, that the people in the house killed John, well, uh, the evidence I have is that, uh, first of all, the autopsy photos. Secondly, he's in the house. So, I mean, someone in the house killed him. Oh, yeah. Give us a like if you haven't done so already. What do you think of Grant Hill? I mean, Grant Hill. <laughs> I wish we had Grant Hill back then. I mean, Grant Williams, no big loss. A lot of people like Felger likes him. Oh, because he's like an energy guy, dude. He fucking, he's a moron. Remember, I'm going to sink them both. Remember that? Two shots. That, that's Grant Williams. All set. Players like Grant Williams are a dime a dozen in the NBA. All set. All right, guys. So we'll call it a night. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, it's been a great show. We'll see you guys all for the next episode of Turtle Boy Lab on Tuesday. Thanks for all the donos. Thanks for all the love and support. Keep up the good work. Hope to see a lot of you guys on January 25th at the courthouse. Peace, Turtle Riders.